Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Becoming the 1% Podcast. My esteemed guest today is Andrew Zaragoza. He is the operator and co-host of the Mark Bell Power Project podcast. So honored to have him on here today, talk about his startup, how he got involved with Mark, what the podcast experience is like on there and the topics that they cover and just uh, overall health and fitness and what his journey has been like. Also, they are actually involved with one of my favorite companies. This is Shama. They are a barefoot sandal. And right now they have actually released a collaboration power project variation on Shama sandals. These should be out by the time this episode drops. Uh, go to markbell.com and that's where you'll find these. I love it. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Dude, again, thank you so much for this opportunity. Dude, this is so cool that, like, uh, I don't want to say I, I manifested it, but I was <laughs> like, dude, that studio is so nice. I'm like, I need to drop a comment. And when I drop this comment, hopefully he's going to end up being like, hey, you should be on the show. Uh huh. And well, then I checked my DMs a little bit later because, like, you commented, and yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, it worked. <laughs> and here I am, <laughs> you know? And so it's so cool that, like, just – um this I think will be like the theme of like our conversation is I'm a normal ass dude. Okay. Yeah. Like it, I, I mean, even like subpar. Okay. But here I am. I traveled from California to Arizona to come be on this fucking, sorry about cussing, be on this <laughs> amazing okay. podcast. And it's like, dude, the, the old cliche, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. It like, I'm the perfect example of that. And now I just like, kind of like brushed my ego way down, but like, <laughs> it's just what I'm trying to say is like, I'm more like everybody else listening. Yeah. Than some of the killers that you're going to have on and that you've already had on. Sure. And so again, just thank you guys all. Eli, thank you guys so much for like, you know, inviting me out here because it does mean a lot, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not every day that I get such a cool opportunity like this for us too, man. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I want to, and I want to say as well, it, it, I, I almost sent you a text message about this before this started, but I wanted to wait and have the conversation in okay. person. It's really fun and kind of serendipitous to see it come full circle because when I first reached out to you, mm -hmm. you got me on Power Project. This was now over a year ago. Yeah, it was, it was some time ago. It was ago. About, a, about a year ago. Yeah. And I just think that it is so cool and rewarding it, just to see the the what has happened in that time and how now it has come all the way back around and yes. now we have the opportunity to have you on yeah. and it was i mean it was an easy easy choice on our end to want to get you on the guest list and get you in here man i, appreciate I mean that. i want to i want to hear to start this off i want to hear a little bit about your journey i know people see the you from social media you're on you are a large 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 part of power project and what Thank it's you. become i want to know what were you doing before that? How did you get hooked up with Mark and kind of what's been going on since then? Yeah, no, dude. Um, well, I appreciate that. That's very, that means a lot to me because, you know, it's obviously we have Mark Bell. All right, everybody, he's a fucking, he's a legend. Mm -hmm. And then we have Nsima Yang, who is, I mean, he's on his way to becoming a legend. And then I can definitely get lost in the, you know, in the mix of things, but they will always bring me back up. And what's funny is like Mark is always telling me how the questions that I ask is kind of like the questions that the general population would want to ask because they're mm -hmm. they're pretty far removed from where I came from, which is where I can get into now. But before Mark Bell, before any of this, I was a regular ass dude. I had a desk job that I absolutely hated. <laughs> I, I can relate, dude. I would go <laughs> I would go to work and put my life on pause for eight hours a day. So like I, I it was uh, in the medical outfield. It wasn't even in the medical field. I was just doing medical records. Yeah, <laughs> the most mundane thing. You like check someone's MRN number. Yep, that's who they are. That's their name. They went for physical therapy. This is a physical therapy doc. Cool. All right, pass it through. 
one small thing, bro. I want to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's totally fine. Anything like this? Yep. Oh, I know. Pick up. Yeah. Continue. That's the nerves talking there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, so one day I noticed I was just like, dude, if I disappeared, nobody would even notice. Mm. That is like the worst feeling ever to realize that what you're doing is not impacting the world. Mm. And so like uh, it, at that time, I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. So I was into podcasts before I was into any kind of content creation. I forgot who who Mark, uh, who Joe Rogan had on the podcast, but they were like, yeah, there's somebody right now. They're listening to this podcast in their cubicle. They hate life. Uh, all they want to do is anything but what they're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, he's literally talking about me right now. Can you believe it? Yeah. yeah. And, and at that time, I had a little bit of uh, content creation under my belt. I used to film a lot of rap videos. Just because of the people I was around. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I can send you some stuff later. Yeah. But um, it was it just, it's because like I just needed stuff to film mm -hmm. and they just happen to always be around. But the thing about like unsigned rappers is they don't have any money. <laughs> so there was no money involved, right? It was always <laughs> just like, let me see what the next job can be, you know, and so on and so forth. And the highlight of that career was I worked with a uh, stick man from dead Prez. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, but uh, we actually had him on the podcast as well. Oh, sick. Um, so, but again, didn't really pay anything. And so I was like, dang, like this, this sucks. So it, that kind of like dwindled down. And so I ended up like, oh, I got to, you know, work like a normal job. But then hearing that Joe Rogan thing, I was like, no, like I have to get into this. So yeah. I, I switched my camera over to stills, right? Cause like, you know, DSLRs these days, you can do both. So I started taking still images. Uh, and then next thing I realized, I was like, whoa, people will pay a lot of money for like a little bit of work here. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. I need to get really good at this. Yeah. So I went to, um, I'm pretty sure you guys all went to this college. I went to YouTube University. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I went straight there and I started learning how to shoot photos and how to do portraits and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't really good at it, but you know, early on you wouldn't charge much of anything. And so you would get clients pretty cheap. And then portraits led into wedding photography and Wedding photographers, I th I think they get a lot of respect, but I don't think they get enough mm. because uh, everyone's there for the wedding party, right? Like everyone's there for this big day, this bride. It's her, you know, one you know day that she's been dreaming about forever. Yeah. Well, the wedding party and that whole family, they are all looking at you. You are now running the show mm -hmm. as just a photographer. And if they have a wedding planner, you kind of like have like a back and forth. But if you mess up in front of all these people you're never going to get hired again. You're going to get a bad reputation. And photography is the only like, uh, artistic thing that you can get sued for. So really? if, if you hire Seriously? if you, yeah, if you hire me for your wedding and I miss the first kiss, I miss like the first dance or all hell breaks loose and I lose the SD card and I can't deliver, you can sue me for not only what you paid, but also in like, emotional damage <laughs> oh thank That's goodness i only film oh my god <laughs> dude so there's like no other art that you can get sued if you suck at it that's insane interesting yeah i didn't know, know that, that. Yeah. i know I dude so diving headfirst into that it like really got me out of my comfort zone so like i was always like super introverted but here i am directing an entire family on like how to pose and like what to do and like like, hey, like we're running out of time. Like we have to do X, Y, and Z because you guys are going to leave soon or the DJ is leaving or whatever. So like mm -hmm. you have to basically run the show as the photographer. Yeah. And like nobody really knows about that. 
So anyways, uh, fast forward a little bit, I started getting more and more gigs. Like I would do like portrait sessions left and right. Like every weekend I was working. Hmm. Uh, I would work eight to five, uh, five Oh one till like two in the morning. I'm working on photography. Yeah. Like that's all I did. So that's why I said like, uh, when I'd clock in for work, I would be putting my life on pause because it's not what I wanted to do. It was not getting me closer to my dream job of just being a photographer. Uh, fast forward. Um, my wife, well, she was my girlfriend at the time, but my wife now, she was like, oh my gosh, Ashley Horner is going to be in West Sacramento. Mm. I was like, yeah, I love her. Yeah. Dude, she's the best. She's great. Um, she's Dude, she's so shredded right now. I don't is she? She's, dude, she's ridiculous she right now. She got a show coming up? I think she just did a show, but like she's held on to the leanness. Oh, we should so, have her in here. Dude, she's, like a, she's super nice too. Yeah. Sick. I don't have a connection. I can ask Mark. Maybe I can relay that yeah. info to you guys. But uh, anyways, my wife was following her for a very long time. She's like, oh, my God, she's in West Sacramento. And when she said West Sacramento, I was like, at super training? Like, I, the place from Bigger, Stronger, Faster? Like, I, like, I don't, I've, how do I even get there? You know, because, like, you hear, like, the, the lure of the place is, like, oh, if you're a competing power lifter, you can come lift. But, like, you can't be a little bitch about it. Mm. And so I was always, like, nervous to go in there. <laughs> but I'm like, well, <laughs> hey, she's doing a seminar, like – Maybe this is my opportunity to go. Yeah. And so um, this was, like I said, like a, like a Friday night of not knowing this seminar was going to happen to Saturday morning when like we're there. So yeah. it was like a matter of like, oh, shit, we almost didn't go. Uh, so we went there and I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, OK, Mark's going to be like swarmed with fans. I'm like, OK, if I get an opportunity where he's by himself. I'm just going to look to see if there's another revenue stream here where like if power lifters need photos taken, mm. uh, keep in mind, I have zero experience with the sport of powerlifting at the time. So I'm thinking in my head, like, well, well, bodybuilders, right. When they're getting ready to compete, like I know they get photos taken, <laughs> maybe powerlifters right before they compete or jump on the platform, they need photos taken. Yeah. Not, not knowing that that's probably when they look the grossest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're either like depleted, feeling like shit, or they're just trying to get super fat. Mark and, 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> this well, is, and this is back when he was he like was a the, thickie. He was yeah. a thick dude. He was going for 600 at the time. So, Good. yeah. So he was a, he was a big yeah. boy. Uh, excuse me. So, anyways. Uh, we're, we're at the, we're at the seminar. It's, it's cool. You know, I'm seeing, you know, Ashley Horner and a couple of other, um, um, names aren't coming to me. Maybe they'll come to me later. And I was just like, damn, this is cool. Like, it'd be so cool to like be in this environment all the time. So Mark was alone and I'm like, oh shit. Like, ah, all right, you said you're going to do it. Like it's, you got to step up and actually, you know, step up to the plate and hit, try to hit this home run. So I met Mark and I was just like, dude, a huge fan of bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, Chris Bell at the time had just gone on Rogan. And I was like, dude, your brother on Rogan was dope. Like, that's really cool. And I yeah. can't believe you guys are right here in Sacramento. And then he's like, oh yeah, cool, cool. And then I was like, hey, but uh, I'm a photographer. And I was wondering, do powerlifters ever need photos taken? Mm. So I, I, sh I shot my shot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, uh, No. <laughs> power lifters don't need photos taken and so i'm like oh dude like womp, well, womp. yeah like, <laughs> at, at least i jake you want to hit the fridge so i was like well dang at least i you know i i got out of my comfort zone like way out of my comfort zone because yeah. my comfort zone i say was the size of a dime mm -hmm. like and i never like to get out of it mm -hmm. but i'm like here i am i put myself out there i asked he, i got a rejection but like oh well he responds with power lifters don't need photos taken but I need a photographer. 
I don't have an in-house photographer. Can I get your card or something? And I was like, yes, sir. I tried to stay calm. And I'm like, you know, here's my card, which at the time I was trying to hand out to as many people as possible. So I used a Google voice number that <laughs> didn't connect to my phone. <laughs> Great. Smart man. Dude, yeah. But like, I, I, I thought it did, but it didn't like make the connection for whatever reason. Great. So by some miracle, Mark never writes emails, but he reached out to the email address I put on there and he's like, Hey, I'm trying to text you, but it's going to someone else. So can you please like, give me a call at this number? Oh, wow. He made an effort. He made an effort. Yeah. That is like when people talk about like, Oh, it's just luck or whatever. It's not just luck. Like I will consider myself the most luckiest man ever. Cause he does not write emails. Like he never gets into his inbox ever. Yeah. Uh, so he sent the email and I, I responded. I was like jumping through the roof. I couldn't, I couldn't believe like, here's Mark Bell freaking sending me a text or, or an email. And then we start texting and stuff. And, uh, so after that, I remember they used a couple images that I took at that event. And I was just like on top of the world. I was like, I can't believe like, this is actually like happening. This is so cool. Like I thought I was going to get like a couple new followers and like maybe a couple paid gigs at super training. Sure. Nothing else. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so what happened was he, um, he offered, he told me to come in to talk to him like the following weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And at the time, all I had was, uh, wedding, you know, portraits, portraits of like, you know, couples and stuff. I had no fitness, anything, <laughs> but like I said, at the time I was taking any gig possible. So I would do housewarming parties. It, it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what kind of a person photographs their housewarming well, party? What kind of a sick I person know, right? does that? Psychopath. To, to be fair, I hired a photographer. I'd be like, "You're a dick." <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so to be fair, it was the uh, the um, the real estate agent that helped the the like the couple like close on the house. Yeah, he, he that would, actually makes way more sense. Yeah, that makes, that makes would, more sense. He would thank them and throw them like a big party. Sure. So that's where he would hire me. And he would get to use the content for his future house. I go, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you come from that like department, right? Like back in the day? Like oh, real from real estate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I used to be his photographer. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about full circle. Oh, that's dude, amazing. That was a weird time. It was a weird Sometimes time. I even forget that I did that. Yeah. Like that was, oh man. And like you, I mean, that was my experience with something where where I, I did it for the paycheck. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I was unhappy. I no, And that got out of that totally new, totally new life. Yeah. I forgot that I even did that. That's so funny. I know when I asked it, I was like, oh shit, was that somebody else? Like, oh, no, that was, was I, I've got video memory. and photographic proof. I did a little bit of research. I'm, oh, yeah. okay. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Checked all your red tube videos. Yeah, all that. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, uh, one of one of the housewarming parties that I did was for a owner of a CrossFit box. And at that time, I didn't think anything of it, but I was like, hey, it'd be cool if I came into your guys' gym and just like shot photos for free. Like, I just want more experience. Yeah. So after I met Mark, I was like, shit, the next time I talk to him, I need to show him that I can do this because I knew I had the skills, but I just didn't have like the subjects. Yeah. So I reached out to that, uh, that couple and I'm like, Hey, can I come in like pretty soon? And like, I'll do like whatever you guys want, but like, I'll, I just need a couple shots that I want to work on. And then like, I'll cover what, like, whether it's, uh, trainers or the, uh, gym members or whatever, like, I'll like, we'll have a good time. They're like, Oh my God, thank you so much. So I took a bunch of like really cool pictures. Like they're like legit. Right. So when I showed Mark that he was just like, Oh, okay. I guess you know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> can you come in next Tuesday and we'll start shooting some stuff? And so I did that for, yeah, I want to say it was like a month and a half. 
Okay. And I never once asked for money because at the in my head, I'm like, the worst case scenario is I get to hang out with some really cool people and I have a really cool addition to my portfolio that could lead to something else. Yeah. But uh, my work was going to change my work schedule. So I was working Monday through Friday. I was going to end up working like uh, a weird thing where I have to work like a weekend day every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so I told Mark that I'm like, hey, dude, like I know we shoot a lot like Saturday, Sunday, but I'm going to not be available pretty soon. So like we'll have to figure something out. And Mark is such a cool dude, but he'll do stuff like this where I told him that. And he was like, well, we're not going to have to worry about that much longer. And it got just as quiet as it did right now. And he walks away. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, did I just get a job or did I just get fired? <laughs> or, or does he never like want to see me again? <laughs> Seriously. And, and Mark is one of those dudes that he just he's a juggernaut. He just kept going. And he's I'm like, fuck, he's, <laughs> he's getting ready for like, you know. Totally- like You're a 500 pound bench, you know, and I'm just like, well, I can't interrupt him as he's. We're like, not going to need to worry about that much longer. <laughs> just walk away. Yeah, yeah. So what? Okay, so what? What so, the hell happened? So I want to say, like, the very next weekend, he gave me a call and he was just like, "Hey, dude, I, I want to offer you a full time job." Uh, and at that time, and this is not because Mark's cheap. It's just I've I've known him for so long that he the 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 payment that he offered me was like half of what I was making. And I was like, Whoa, dude, that's very low. I was like, I don't even know if I can swing that right now. And he just reassured me. He's like, make yourself valuable. He's like, and you're going to double that like instantly. So I'm like, shit. So had to go to my wife and I'm like, Hey, like, I think we can get by like what? Cause she was working at the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's going to be tough. I'm like, maybe I can pick up a, a different job also. And she's just like, no, like, this is your dream. You need to go pursue this right now. So with her backing me up. That's awesome. Very right? cool. Yeah, very she's the cool. best. That's why I married her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I told Mark I accepted it. And, dude, not the rest is history because there's a lot of shit in there because I came in as just a photographer, mm-hmm. ended up being a videographer, ended up, uh, oh, you know Photoshop, so you can do some of our, like, graphic design. Uh, thankfully, I didn't do that for very long because I was not very good at it. <laughs> uh, but you start just making yourself more valuable, right? Like, I ended up becoming this guy right here. You know, like, I, I found myself seeing windows of opportunities and, like, not holding back and just diving headfirst. Uh, the podcast was a whole different thing because at the time, I was just, I was trying to just be the hardest worker in the room. How did the podcast come to be? Yeah. Was that going on before you came on or was that something you helped? No, no. So previously it was called uh, Mark Bell's Powercast, which had... I remember that. Dude, that was a huge podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So that was like a huge mountain to try to like... Or big shoes to fill, put it that way. They stood around that uh, round table thing. Yeah. Remember it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We blacked it out and that's still the same table that we use. That is, isn't it? I'm like, (laughs) like, wait a minute. It changed because the the backdrop's totally different now. Yeah. Everything's different. You have like one of these. You have like an LED Mark Bell thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the light just went out on it too. Oh, that's so annoying. Did it really? I don't know what happened. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get it fixed before the next one. Thanks. I know. It's a bummer. Well, if you want, uh, that company is really good. They can make, this one's really kind of a simple design. Yeah. They can do a lot of elaborate things. All right. I'll have to get that No, definitely. What what is their, they're going to hate me Uh so much. They did send that to Insert me. text on the bottom of the screen. Oh, right. boy. I'll, it'll, it'll come yeah, to yeah. me. I'll get yeah. it back out. Yeah. So anyway, um, so the power cast was going on, and I used to just try whatever the hell I could to, like, like 
ease my way into working for the podcast. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know what, guys? It'd be cool if we had like behind the scenes like photos. Are you guys cool with me? Oh, of course, absolutely. Uh, oh, it'd be cool if we took like like uh, fan questions and I asked them on air. And dude, I'll have to find it. I don't remember what episode it was of the Powercast, but I did. And like, I'm like, I can't speak. Like I, my voice was cracking. Like I couldn't even read. I'm like shaking, you know, <laughs> the, the producer at that time was like trying to get me on mic. And I'm like, da, 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 da. like I kept falling off Trailing and, and away. he's just like, dude, you gotta get close. So I was terrified, but that's what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And I remember uh, early on, you've got a really good voice for this. Thank you. Sir. Yeah, I, I yeah. seriously, I appreciate because that. like it's, it, I don't know, mm-hmm. like it Seema operates up here, and then Mark's kind of here, and then you're just like right in this nice sweet zone, and like just it brings it back in as if it's an actual interview, and oh, it sounds a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So once okay, so uh, the 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 power cast kind of came to a closing, and uh, no, 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 let me back it up a little bit more. So what happened was the PowerCast was going to basically change the way that the the podcast was ran. Mm. And I just looked at the manpower. There's literally like the the number of people working on the podcast. And I'm like, there's no way that that can be done with just this many people. So I told Mark, I'm like, hey, dude, like it would be great if I could just be the guy that clicks the buttons and uh, make sure that the podcast doesn't explode. You know, kind of like what you're doing right now, Eli, like just... Like just kind of back here. Like I'm not even going to be on the podcast. Yeah. Like, I just want to make sure that we hit record. The operator. Yes. Yeah. That, the operator. That was it. And people don't understand what goes into doing that. There's being a the operator. And, and I mean that I knew nothing. None of us. We knew nothing about this. Uh-huh. YouTube universe. Shout out to you, by the way, because you're the one who told you like, Hey, is that a, uh, yeah, the, 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 the your board, the board. Yeah. yeah. That, that 8 yeah. mini extreme. Oh, it's awesome. And we could talk, you could do a podcast about a podcast creation. Yeah. You could do a whole series on that. Oh dude. I thought about creating the podcast podcast, like just to fuck around and talk about that's, podcasts. That's, hey. yeah, that's a great idea. There are a lot of people yeah. Would yeah. definitely watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I would have watched it. I would have turned that on and watched it while, because the number of times this had to go wrong in order to go right by not just not knowing you just don't get it. Yeah. And you can have the best equipment in the whole world, but if you don't understand how to sync it and get it all together, mm-hmm. this wasn't quick or yeah. easy. Yeah. And then Eli, you'll understand this, but there's times where like, we're going, we're going, I definitely hit record and then we're going, we're going. And I'm like, Oh shit, did I hit record? And yep. you get that like, like dude my skin's raising right now like you get that weird like cold chill like oh my god i didn't hit record and you okay like i can see the counter going i hit record it's so dumb but if that ever happens it's like your life is over like well well, not just that (laughs) i mean i actually had an instance where i thought i hit record Uh and then i looked at it and i was like that doesn't look correct like the red (laughs) and green should both be on yeah only the red is but the clock is (laughs) going And I, I was like, I'm not going to risk it. We're five minutes in the interview. It's better yeah. to cut it off now, restart versus wait till the <laughs> end, course. and then how about... my fears be correct. <laughs> you and I, our first, have you ever seen the very first go at this? Our very no, first no, attempt? No, no, have not. Lawn, don't, don't watch, please. Lawn chairs and a fold-up table in oh, the dude, gym. I love that. <laughs> I love it now because it's great content. Yeah. We redid the first episode uh-huh. three times in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. And each time we're like trying to make it seem organic. Like it just so wasn't. It's like, dude, you forgot to ask me the question about <laughs> that, that spontaneous thing. You got to do it now. Laugh. Yeah. Laugh. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's tough. I know. Yeah. That, but dude, to me, like, I, I love that. It's like sometimes we'll go on location. Yeah. And like, I'll just have the, uh, the road, um, 
not the uh not the ex- that board. the external uh or... no, no 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 the uh what the the roadcaster oh yeah, yeah like yeah, the, yeah. we the, have one the first version right they came out the second one I, I don't even know what the difference is but like we'll just have that handheld mics and then mm-hmm. like some headphones and like we'll be in a coffee shop yeah and to me like when you can hear people like in the co- like dude i love that yeah like, don't get me wrong dude like this is legit like this is the setup right this is like the goal right here what you guys have oh and the the permanency of it is the yes. best part yes the fact that you just come in here and turn the cameras and on record, and it yes. goes because it took us an hour of setup and an hour and an hour of teardown oh, every yeah. time Min- minimum yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I also agree with you. I think there is a beauty and simplicity when it comes to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it anywhere if it's just like one click yeah. and you're going. I mean, you don't have to have this crazy of a setup, but I would be curious, like if you were giving advice to someone who's never done a podcast before, mm-hmm. doesn't really know if they want a permanent setup or a setup that they can take anywhere and go, what are like the three or five things that they need to be successful? Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, well, we can start with what everyone has right now. Literally, everybody in this room and everybody listening, because you're currently using it, using it to listen, and that's your iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. you can start a whole podcast using just your phone. Is it going to sound as good as this? No. Is it going to do what it needs to do? Yes. You know, an iPhone and uh, Anchor.fm and, uh, like, the wired headphones, and you can start mm-hmm. talking right there. Yeah. Okay, that's not the exciting thing that everybody wants to hear. So what I would recommend is, uh, for sure, the Rodecaster. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so simple to use, yeah. uh, that one there, um, the the Zoom L8, that one is a little bit more complicated. But mm-hmm. if you have some understanding of how this stuff works, mm-hmm. that's actually like the really good go to right there because you have so many more inputs and you have a lot more. Do we have uh, eight. Is there eight inputs on the L8? Uh, I think there's six. Yeah, six. yeah, yeah. So like that's really nice. the The Rodecaster only has four, but it's so easy. It's just plug and play. Boom, boom, boom. Done. You can record straight to it. If mm-hmm. you want to, or you can, you know, loop it up into your, uh, to your computer and record that way. And then, uh, as far as microphones, um, I really like the Samson Q2U. Uh, it's basically a, a Shure SM58. Okay. But it has a, the ability to plug in via USB also. So like, if you're doing a lot of zoom interviews, highly recommend the Sam it's, it sounds like Samsung, but it's Samson Q2U. Man, how'd they get away with that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know Seems which one like, came first. Yeah. yeah. With, it, with with that being said, I just learned something new. You're saying that this can actually connect to directly to your computer, and you can like have the volume on there directly. I believe or? so. Okay. I know you can on the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can, I can see the little plug-in thing right there. You can just. There's probably a lot with that that we still don't know how to do. I know you can hook up your phone and make calls through yeah. that as well, and record yeah, that's, the call that's while cool. live, hearing mm-hmm. the call in here. Oh wow. Don't know how, but I know it's possible. Yeah. I've seen yeah, someone do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. So we got the. Um, so the audio, so the microphone, and then uh, the uh, the the um, the Black Magic ATEM switcher for cameras. Um, even if you're only going to run one camera, it just makes it so seamless to just plug it in and plug in straight to the computer. Mm-hmm. So another thing you can do is you can run the zoom into the uh, the Black Magic ATEM switcher. So that way, all the inputs just come in from that into the computer. Got it. There could potentially be a delay, but you can kind of skew that, and most people won't even notice. You and I will notice right away, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you won't notice. And do you recommend OBS when you're recording? Because that's what I use. Yeah, OBS is fine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, OBS is good because it's free and it's 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 pretty painless. Um, that's actually what I got Sean Baker on. So this whole setup that I just explained, minus the. Uh, he uses these microphones too, but I set it up at his place. Um, this year, SM7s? Yeah, the SM7s plus the Rodecaster plus the ATEM switcher. Mm-hmm. And that's what he uses to run his like uh, YouTube channel now. Yeah. 
And like, so that was like one of those things where like, I wish I had this much creativity, but like, I just was, I was like this one small room that was like shaped oddly did what we could. And I did it all in like 48 hours. So that was pretty cool. And he likes wow. it and it, it sounds great. And so there's another cool experience to just go out there and, and do it. And he's like, Oh, if you want to do this more, I can like, you know, send the flyers out there. If people want their own podcast studio, yeah. I'm like, like, I don't think I want to do this very often. Like I'll do it for friends. And that's really why I did it for him. Cause he's sure. a, he's a homie, but, uh, I would rather kind of have like an instruction manual or an ebook or something to be like, Oh, if you guys wanted to get started, like maybe I could have like sped up your process by telling you what to get. Like, I'd rather do that. And then dude, create yeah. a, yeah. like That's... a full on program. Yes. Sell, sell it like, like instructional guides and you with a, with a PowerPoint and all the yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. So that's, we... that's kind of been in the works for a little bit. Heck so yeah. I have the skeleton, but dude, just, you know, I keep making up excuses and, why and you've got such a good name for this exact thing <laughs> because you run one of the most successful fitness right, podcasts right, yeah. in the yeah. world. I mean, it's already, your reputation is already there. It doesn't need to be on the line. Yeah. So in the, in the skeleton that I have written down, it's, I get to easily put like, this is the microphone we use at Mark Bell's power project. Mm -hmm. or This is what we use on the road for Mark Bell's power project. So there's a lot, a lot of weight there. Yeah. Um, I forgot how we even got into all this, but that's, so we got audio video. I think that's it, right? Like we're all mm -hmm. good there. And the software. Yeah. 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 And software where i use adobe premiere um for like edit or adobe audition for like like more like editing and stuff i'm not sure if you do that as well but use that, final cut yeah right? i use final cut pro okay that's uh, just that's just where i've found my workflow to be yeah efficient. yeah 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 whatever works i mean they're all they all do what you need mm -hmm. you know as long as levels sound good and there's no like dogs barking in the background like you're all good <laughs> um so there was that and then i'm trying to think yeah, that's pretty much it. And so cameras, of, any suggestion on the types of cameras um, to use? I prefer camcorders. I know that's like kind of old school now, but uh -huh. like they they're very reliable and they most of the time they have a wide range to zoom in and out of. Mm -hmm. um, these cameras are great, though, because you can create that cool depth of field look. Yeah, which which is like I mean, that's top tier stuff right there. I really like that. But the ones that we use and we have so many, like, it's just so nice to flip back and forth and they're just so reliable. Yeah. And then being on the road, if I need to run off of battery, I can, it's so easy to do. Right. So yeah. that's, I yeah. Think that's... These do, is, do these run off battery? They do, right? Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. And you can easily just put like, see, and that's, that's the other thing. So like you can run like the, like the phantom battery and then plug that into a wall. Uh -huh. So not sure if you guys do that. So like, I've heard of it. We haven't. No. Okay. So that's why like, I like camcorders. Cause you can just like plug in straight to the wall or uh, an outlet and it's, it runs forever, forever. You know, yeah. You never have to worry about it. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I really like. And then, um, Oh, just real quick. Like for, and this isn't an ad. I don't even use anchor.fm, but like mm -hmm. when it comes to publishing, even when I just started, uh, I don't even know what year it was, but let's say, uh, 800 episodes ago yeah. <laughs> when, when Mark Bell's power project took off. Uh, you had to like, you ha you had to apply to be on Spotify. You had to like run your RSS feed into iTunes to get it on iTunes, and you had to get approved for it. Yeah. Now you just go to Anchor.fm, and it's like, do you want to be on iTunes? Yeah. Do you want to be on Spotify? Video? Yeah. Okay. Click here. And, oh, you're done. Anchor.fm. Wow. Well, I have heard of that. I'll, was I'll another... plug them. That's what we use. Yeah. We, we use Anchor. Yeah, we use Anchor to go to Spotify. Yeah, that's so, how you guys got video. Yep. Yeah. 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 Our videos are on Spotify? Yeah. 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 That's so good. I don't even know that. I've yeah. heard of this before. Yeah, I'm so glad Brandon's taking an what active is this role. Spotify you speak of. Okay. In all seriousness, so good. do you find it at all odd to do you enjoy watching yourself on your podcast? Oh. Or does it bug you? 
I am I'm torn because I am very proud of what we do at the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I I am very proud that I, can, I, I have a voice and whatever it is I'm speaking on, I'm not going to like bullshit and just like throw shit at the wall and hope something sticks. Sure. It's usually something that I, I have like good knowledge on. Yeah. So I am proud of that. And so when I go back and look at it, I'm like, oh, dude, that's really cool. I can't believe I'm here. But... It is very awkward. It's like, oh, dude, why am I so slouched over? Like, why does my voice... Why did it cut straight from Insema to me? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm the guy that makes the cut. So I'm like, why did I do that? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the the awkwardness, it it goes away pretty quickly. Um, But it never officially goes away, I think. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, fuck. Okay. I mean, 800 episodes, you got to get... You get more comfortable in it. Yeah. In the skin of the whole thing. It's... And it is funny because we've only done it together here now in the how long have we done have we done seven eight episodes in here since we started the new place um and here we have done from eleanor to now we're we're probably close to like six or seven seven or eight but finding the flow of the dynamic of all three of us because we could never do three before yeah we would occasionally all team up in there but doing it in here Mm -hmm. we're still kind of finding our groove but what i'm finding is that it's not even just the technology that you have to make a good podcast work. It has to be a good matching of the personality traits. Absolutely. You can't have, I feel like, like in SEMA and I kind of operate on the same wavelength. Like we're very, very, very up. Mm-hmm. You can't have three people all on that in SEMA wavelength. You have to have like Jake. And that Eli. would be There's... so interesting to watch though. <laughs> I feel like There's it would Brandon's get obnoxious. Two and two in SEMA no. just yelling at each other. <laughs> So the, the only you podcast- end up with uh, oh hang on I think you say what you were gonna say <laughs> no I, I was gonna say the only podcast that I've seen that's been very successful doing it is Smart List with Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and oh, wow. uh, Sean Hayes. Great podcast. That if you've never listened to it, it's hysterical. It's, it's funny. Yeah. You think they're on the same wavelength. Well, Jason Bateman's a little like more. I think he's sort of more mon- monotone. Yeah, like, monotone. Oh, I just speak like this. Like he, <laughs> he's got a very, and Will Arnett is. They you know, both have a high energy. I don't know. But... I know what to do. Like, the, thing, the big difference between the two. There's a little difference. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you were going to reference, Um, is it, um, who's the guy who just got kicked off everything? Is it Andrew Tate or what's his name? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What's yeah. his podcast? I feel like all those dudes were just like threat level douchebag <laughs> midnight at all times all right, of them right right yeah so I, I mean that's the only one i could think of where everybody seems to be on the same wavelength uh-huh. <laughs> that's so good no dude i think I, have you guys done solo shows yet without a guest where it's just you three no dude, no. you guys have to do we something. haven't yet no dude no. If, if you want to talk about like a chemistry builder like right now i think i get more excited for the episodes where it's just us because we get to dick around so much more <laughs> yeah um there's that but then also like the the people that watch and listen they're just like you guys don't even need to bring on a guest anymore like mm. we enjoy you guys better than when there's a guest um which is it's i mean obviously like you're selecting the the more flattering comments right especially for this argument sure but i think if you guys did at least a few a week just to get like your reps in or sorry, I'm not sure what the scheduling is right now, but like if you did at least one a week, I should say, to where, you, where you guys get the reps idea. in, and yeah. then you guys build that chemistry together. And then also what happens is like you understand when he's going to say something, so you kind of like you set it up, and then boom, he fucking he, he dunks the alley oop right, or uh-huh. the same thing over here, yeah. or and then and then you'll understand like because I know what it's like being behind that desk where you kind of get lost and you're like oh, I got something to say, fuck, I missed it. Yep, <laughs> you'll you'll yep. learn. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's happened Does like that 10 happen? times i'm like ah, yeah no, dude, it's it's, I, I know. it's lost yeah dude, sometimes you do want to like eh, my turn so you'll you'll learn when those like breaks of uh like 
they're short, right? Where you have mm-hmm. that little window, you can just kind of butt in. And then also like you'll you'll learn your like physical mannerisms. So like if if he's over here and he's touching buttons, he's looking down, but then you look over and he's like this, you're like, "Oh, what you got? What yeah. you got?" So yeah. Yeah. You're only going to get that by getting the reps in, right? You learn the art of conversation in a much more professional manner. I yeah. found learning because when you're outside of this, it's oftentimes easy. You talk over each other. He talks, then I talk, then I maybe I just have this point and I want to get it out. And the <laughs> minute you stop talking, I'm just gonna jam it in your face. Yeah. But it it helps you to learn, like, like no. you know what I mean? Like you you learn to pause and listen to the point of the other person. Yes. It's yeah. one of the things that I really like, and also one of the things that I noticed the most difference about myself from the beginning to now. It's daunting. I cannot watch myself in the first mm-hmm. few episodes. I, it was terrible. Every other word was um. Every point was never landed. It just isn't. You have to learn this. It's like yeah. a muscle. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still trying to get over saying, not saying like every other word. I'm still really bad at that. I'm from Northern California, and so we say like all the time. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's yeah, it's something I've been really focusing on and when I'm not paying attention and then and then I look back at the video of like whatever it is that I was saying mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my gosh and like I'll, I'll get the, I said it again I'll get the um, the voice to text like apps and I'll I'll read it and I'm like oh my gosh there's like a thousand likes, likes. <laughs> and this clip is only 15 seconds long I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> so I'm trying to get better but as I said it's it's very difficult to get over that but uh so we can rewind a little bit um before we start talking about podcasting so i i had offered mark like the uh, i guess my services of running the boards and stuff to be just to be a part of it because i like i said i knew that there just wasn't enough manpower to be there to run the whole setup the way it was because before it was just hit record hit record hit record hit record on the audio side and then sync everything up later. So it's exactly what we were. It's exactly what we were doing prior okay. to doing this. Yeah, it, it takes so long. So long, and you need somebody like Eli to mm-hmm. be able to hit the switcher and be able to hit record and do all the things. Yes, they didn't have the manpower. Um, so I, I, I told Mark, I think I'm the guy for it. And he's like, okay, cool. Did he understand what you were proposing to him? Yeah, he, yeah. He understood what the switchboard did, like the differences between. Um, he just understood that there just needed to be someone else to make sure that the podcast gotcha. didn't crash and burn. Um, and then that podcast went through some changes and ended up becoming Mark Bell's Power Project. Mm-hmm. A total personnel change, and so it was now just Mark searching for a producer. Mm-hmm. and like co-host and stuff and so i kind of cornered mark in his office like i followed him in stood right in the uh the doorway and i was like i'm still your guy like i'm the guy that's gonna run the podcast and do everything that you need me to do and he's like sick now i don't have to find anybody to do it yeah as soon as he said that i was like oh i don't know how to do any of this <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like oh okay like all right. I, think I didn't I, think you were going to say yes. <laughs> kind of. I was like, maybe he's going to like kind of rebuttal with like, maybe we should get somebody else that you can learn from or whatever. You know, we're I, not going to need to worry about that for much longer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So he said yes. And then it was like right back to YouTube university to try to figure out how to even publish a podcast and stuff. And, uh, Bradley Martin at the time had just started his podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, we really liked his setup. So we actually offered, or we, we asked him if we can borrow his producer to help set ours up. So shout out to his name's Krusty Kev. He's no longer in the business, but he came over and he helped set ours up the, uh, the initial studio. And, uh, what was interesting was like, I was just trying to learn as much as I could from him. Yeah. 
but what I what I ended up learning was that like he was still in the process of learning as well. So like my knowledge caught up pretty quickly, and then we were learning together. So That's cool. so learning like OBS for live stuff. Like we had to, we did so many test runs. Like oh, it works, cool, all right, let's do this. And then I just remember the first like Q and A was like a live one, and Mark was like, "Yeah, hey, you're just gonna you know read me questions." And I'm like, "Oh my god." I don't, I, I turned and looked at Kev and I was like, I don't think I can do this. And he's like, you're going to be fine, bro. Like, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, okay. And, and you know, that that's still available right now on, on you know, on, on uh, Mark Bell's Power Project. Like, if you scroll way down. And it's it just was crazy because I'm, I'm just sitting there like, okay, becoming a full-time photographer was the dream. Becoming a full-time podcaster was like a wet dream that I never would have ever, ever imagined. And so part of me is super happy about that but the other part is like damn bro like you should have dreamed bigger like who knows what else could have happened if you had just a bigger dream instead of like oh i'm just gonna be a photographer and you know work my ass off like 80 hours a week it's like no, what if you had imagined i'm gonna podcast every day and have so much fun on the microphone who knows where else i could have ended up not that i want to be anywhere else sure but you know like having like that smaller mindset because like i said i've i'm a i'm I grew up super introverted. Uh, I remember my in 10th grade, my English teacher kicked me out of school or kicked me out of class. And she was like, she pointed at me and she was like, there's an example of somebody that's going nowhere in life. Wow. wow. I know. That's freaking harsh. Yeah. Screw her. Seriously. <laughs> you know her name? I don't. Dude, that's <laughs> too bad. Say it. I know. Dude, I, w- I need to like find my yearbook and figure out who that I was. All my teacher's names. Dude, I don't understand that. <laughs> I, they I'll all t- remember you too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I'll, I'll talk to buddies from high school, and they're like, "Oh, do you remember so and so in so and so's class?" And I'm like, "No, like I don't remember any of my teachers' names." I remember like one teacher's name, I think maybe. Yeah, it, it's I, did you guys you public school both of you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I mean we I, we went to Christian school, so it was okay. a bit more small class, a little bit more intimacy with yeah. teachers. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I remember. I probably remember. <laughs> wouldn't remember them either if I went to public school. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, good for you guys because, like, yeah, uh, I I went to a, a school in a small town called Woodland, so it's mm-hmm. just outside of Sacramento, so a little bit just down the road, and it was just small town, small country town where everybody knows your business before you even know it. Sure. It's so, like I couldn't wait to get out of there, so I, I, I moved, yeah, further south, but. Yeah, dude, I can't. I, I remember she said that, and just thinking, like, damn, am I gonna be a loser? Like, damn, you know, like, oh, this sucks. Like that weird feeling of like, oh, she said that, and on top of that, like, I'm failing all my classes. Like, this is like, I I hate school, but I I have to be in school. Like, and then I have to go to college. Like, I'm not going to college. Like, this is dumb. And I just, you know, so s- since then, I like, like I said, like I I. I wasn't supposed to even be here, like literally like here right now. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not supposed to be that guy. Like I don't have this crazy, like, Oh, my parents like disown me or I don't have like this crazy traumatic story. I just have this story of a kid that liked sports, but was too lazy to play them. So I played video games, right? Like, <laughs> like, uh, after like eighth grade, all the kids got bigger, stronger, faster than me. So instead of like trying to equal that, I'm like, well, shit, that's really hard. I'm just going to go play Madden. Cause I'm way better at everybody else in that versus playing like basketball where everyone's kicking my ass i'm gonna go do that sure i always took the easy route and when did that when did that really change because it has when did that happen when i was about 27 and i got divorced interesting yeah i was out of shape super unhappy and i was like 
I have to get in shape because I need to, I need to attract another mate. Like mm -hmm. I can't be this like skinny fat slob. Right. Cause I had like, dude, Mike Wazowski was my body type. Right. So it's skinny, <laughs> super skinny arms, skinny, skinny legs, but a big old beer belly. Cause I used to just drink nonstop because sure. I, was, I was so unhappy with like the way my life was. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, just, I just started running. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like running sucks. I'm going to do the hardest thing I can think of. So I start running and I'm not a good runner at all. Like I couldn't do a mile nonstop or anything. I could do make maybe a lap without dying. Um, <laughs> and then what ended up happening is I met a chick and she was into CrossFit. So I'm like, Oh, that's, I heard of CrossFit. I would love to do that someday. It's, oh, you should come train with me and my coach on the weekends. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> that chick ended up being my wife. Right. You know, so I, 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 I use the excuse of like CrossFit just to go hang out with her. Shout out to her for what you said earlier about how she told you to go for it when you were going to make less money. Yeah. That's not something a lot of partners, male or female, will, will encourage you to do. Yeah. Especially, I think, wives. Yeah. I think it's it's tough for, yeah. you to, for you to literally give up money in pursuit of something that may or may not pan out. Yeah, and th and that's with a daughter in the house, right? So it wasn't just us. Uh, so it even was more so. You know, if if it right, if it's just you and you and your 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 uh, significant other, shit hits the fan. Oh, we'll we'll move back to wherever, or you know, we'll go back home even. Sure. But like, you have a daughter, like you don't want to regress. You know, you don't want to like give her anything less. So right, yeah, that was a huge like leap for us. You know, yeah. Talk about the leap or whatever. Yeah. That was it for us. Um, so anyways, uh, back, to, I was, you know, 27 out of shape, met her, started in CrossFit, started really digging it started like, Hey, I'm, I think I'm getting a couple of bicep veins here and there, you know, like, uh huh. this is at 27. So people talk about like, Oh, I started lifting at 12 and you know, because I was getting bullied this and that, like, dude, I was so out of shape. I joined the gym for the first time at 27. I'll have to find the images and send them to you guys. But there's a picture of me wearing this, like fitted DC shirt that I'd wear all the time because it actually like went around my arms. <laughs> I'm doing preacher curls and dude, my arms are no bigger than this arm right here. Like <laughs> I am so skinny. I was like 160 pounds at like six feet tall at 27 years old. Yeah. Okay. So like I was bad out of shape, but I started really digging the gym. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would watch Hodge twins on YouTube. I would watch CT Fletcher. I'd watch all these people that like I've now met which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd get so fired up and I'd go to the gym and I'd be like, Oh, I like it. We're going to do this. And I'd get hurt all the time, but I would be like, no, like, you know, PR <laughs> ER, like, let's go. And so like, that's really when stuff started to switch. Um, because going to the gym, I remember the first day going to the gym, like after signing up and like almost shitting my pants in the parking lot. Cause I was so scared. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, this is dumb. Like I shouldn't even be here. I did take a pre-workout, which I had no idea like even what it really was. And it was like 6 p.m. at night, and here I am taking this hardcore pre-workout. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I feel sick, but okay, I'm going to go in here and do this. I just remember being so sore and just being like, oh, man, like maybe this isn't for me. Like, How is everybody still coming back and getting better? But then you, you know, do things the wrong way and then you figure out how to do them the right way. And yep. So, yeah. you know, you start to build on that. But what happened was um, I started, uh, you know, kind of building my body and I started putting some wins on the scoreboard, you know, mm -hmm. like, or some points on the scoreboard because before that I had nothing. And then now I'm like, oh, shit, like I actually benched 185, you know, like I remember being pumped to add a quarter on the on the bar. Mm -hmm. like, Dude, this is really cool. Like 
this sucks, but I I've been stuck at you know uh, ninety five pounds or whatever that is, you know, like with a quarter on the bar. Yeah, that's terrible, right? What a terrible feeling to be a grown ass man, almost thirty years old, getting pinned with you know ninety five <laughs> pounds on the bar. But when I when I did it, I was just like, oh my god, like this is so cool. And then you know one thirty five and so on and so forth. But that that just one decision to start going to the gym helped yeah. build the confidence to like. Oh, Brandon, uh, are, you know, do you guys want some photos taken of your gym or whatever? You know, and then, you know, doing stuff like that to really, like I said, my comfort zone was the size of a dime. Getting comfortable, yeah. being uncomfortable. The gym provides little tiny mountains for us to climb yes. each day. It's just a little something that maybe we dedicate an hour of our day to do. And just if you don't do it, like yesterday, I didn't make it. I missed it. And I just feel just hate it. Yeah. You get to a point where it totally flips, where you're not like, oh, okay, how am I going to get in there? How am I going to do this? How am I going to, oh, I didn't get in. I didn't do it. I hate that so much. I'm going to do two tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it yeah. totally shifts. Yeah. And that's incredible. And that's such a different perspective from someone like myself. I mean, I, I, I'm the example of the person you gave at the beginning. I mean, our, our, our dad had us, I was wrestling and rock climbing when I was six, seven, eight. I started mm -hmm. lifting weights when I was 11, 12. So I've kind of always had that as just sort of a backdrop, never as serious as I got when I got out of college, but I was always doing stuff in the gym throughout my whole life. Mm -hmm. But hearing that that had such a profound impact on you as a man, mm -hmm. not like as a kid, as a 27 year old man to go from, you know, out of shape, divorced, depleted and sad mm -hmm. to totally now you've conquered your body you've conquered your goals professionally at least a lot of them professionally and now you've got a, a marriage that's happy a wife that's supportive and your life is entirely in the other direction yeah absolutely yeah and and like i said you know I, it's cliche but if i can do it anybody can do it because i had i was the kid with bad grades i was the lazy kid i was the kid that like you know would smoke weed or whatever and just be like i can't believe your english like, you just said that shit to you i know it is so so bad I promise you, I am not making that up no, either. Teachers can you know? suck. I mean, if yeah. anyone hasn't had a bad teacher, you really haven't experienced one of life's great because it's because it does suck because they've got, you know, they get this much power, but it really impacts you at that time in your life. You're yes. an eighth grader. What are you going to do if your teacher tells you you're never going to amount to anything? Well, shit, maybe she's right. I mean, she's at least got a job and some semblance of professionalism. How am I supposed to know if I'm ever going to get yeah. to that point? And yeah. she's in a leadership position. It's it's terrible. Right. Yeah. Exactly. She's somebody that's supposed to be more supportive, like almost no matter what. Mm -hmm. Here she was talking shit. And then on top of that, my counselor also was like, yeah, we got to get you ready for continuation school. And I was like, uh, isn't that where like people who like can't graduate go or, you know, people trying to get their GED and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's where you're going to go. Like, well, do I still have time? Like I have a whole nother grade to go. Like, what are you saying? I was like, am I mathematically, can I not get enough good grades to graduate? And he's like, no, you're not completely eliminated, but you're not going to do it. I was like, huh? Huh? Okay. <laughs> Shit. Dude, do not send your kids to school in Sacramento. <laughs> do not, especially at yeah, Woodland, California. I wow. Don't go there. Um, so that that's the stuff that, that well, I well, Okay, so but I gotta know. I mean, what what happened at the conclusion of that? I mean, how she told you you're kicked out, you're not gonna make what happened? Yeah. How how did that all transpire? I believed them. So instead of what a lot of people that are savages, right, that they'll they'll face adversity or somebody will say something mm. and they'll be like, I'm going to show you or they're going to use that as fuel to overcome. Yeah. I was like, well, you guys are right. So I'm just going to be a lazy piece of shit and not oh, do anything man. with my life.
and that sucks. That is a terrible feeling. And so, like, you know, wanting to uh, to never go back to school, having the police show up at my door because they're like, you need to go to school or you're going to get arrested. I'm like, oh, that really motivates me to go to school. Like, no, come on. Like, there has to be a better way to do this, right? But I believed everyone that had something negative to say about me. Is that a thing? Yeah. They can arrest you if they, you don't go to yeah. school? Yeah. Yep. I think they come after your parents first, and then they can go after you or something weird like that. But I, the I didn't po- know that. The police officer was in my parents' living room telling me, like, if you don't go to school, you're going to jail. Like, oh, that, okay, I guess if that's my only option. What? It's so dumb. Yeah. Damn, did you know that? Um, partly, I mean, I do, I do think I've heard that before. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they can, um, if don't you're your not, parents if you're have not to your, consent? Your parents dude, I don't must know. have to consent to that. I, I think if you're not putting your kids in school, I think you can be liable for some legal repercussion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get – do you get arrested? I, or, or is I that more I, like a threat? I, dude, I, well, he, in, in that moment, there's a police officer saying you're going to jail. Yeah, you like, don't want to find out. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And I, I, I mean, we didn't have the internet back then, not because the internet didn't exist, but because we just didn't have it at the house. Like, gotcha. yeah, I couldn't search for it. So – yeah, dude, school, I just, I, I freaking hated school. But again, going back to the point that I'm, I'm trying to make is like, I, dude, I'm not anything special. Mm-hmm. You know, I was deemed to be the this dumb kid in class. I'm, I was deemed to be the kid that's going to go nowhere in class or in, in, you know, in life. Yeah. And, you know, I found something that I'm very passionate about, like, which was initially uh, capturing photos because all I had said, and I told Mark this, I'm like, hey, when I like, I want to create my own footprint on this planet. So when I'm gone, that footprint is there. Yeah. Whether those images be of you and people don't know like who even took them, those images are going to live forever. And I'm like, those are going to impact this world bigger than any, like at the time, you know, again, medical outfield, like no one, no one cares about that. No one cares about the millions of documents that I sorted through. But sure. a dope image of Mark with like a quote on the bottom, like, dude. That I have gotten, re- I've received like uh, DMs from people saying like how that's changed their lives. Mm-hmm. And then now with the podcast, oh my gosh, dude! You the- did a video about this exact thing where you were saying it's impacted a generation of people. Yes. What you're doing, yes. And uh, on the topic of leaving your mark and your footprint, Alex Ramosi said something. I don't know the exact quotation, mm-hmm. but something along the lines of when you're dead, people are gonna. Basically, your audience is going to forget about you in six weeks. Mm-hmm. So while you're here, mm-hmm. leave the impact you want to be remembered for. Because if you don't, you don't. Yeah. And yeah. and it's just Got not... one shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one oh, yeah. yeah. Mom's spaghetti. One thing that I find really inspiring about you is, number one, you have a lot of humility, especially where you are today. And I mean, you are literally like the inspiration for that person that is in their nine to five that hates what they are doing, your work ethic to work for free, to put yourself out there and be very uncomfortable. I mean, that's exactly what they need to do. They need that inspiration to take that step and do something that would be risky to take less pay and Mm -hmm. put their family in potentially jeopardy all for the goal of being where you are today. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really inspiring. I mean, anyone who is in that position, I mean, is hearing this and is going to be inspired by that. Yeah. You have a super inspirational message and I think it's a necessary message, especially in today's day and age. Um, one question I did have for you though, is you mentioned a little bit about like how you, how someone could get started with the setup when we're talking about skill set, though, what was the most challenging skill set for you to acquire in order to get to the position you're at today? 
Oh man. It, it just goes back to more of that getting out of your comfort zone. You know, um, it was so funny. So Mark had did a, a meathead millionaire, like meetup or something. So sounds like, him. yeah, yeah. So it was, it was Mark and his wife and then it was Jason Kalipa and his wife. It was, um, uh, um golly, there's so many just, uh, Oh my gosh. Um, Dana Lynn Bailey and uh-huh. her husband. So like a bunch of pe- high level couples yeah. like that in just all come together just to hang out. And people are like, so Mark, like, why'd you call us all here? And he's like, we have a lot to learn from each other. Right. So, and it was cool because like me being a photographer, I get to sit in this room with all these freaking high level people. And I just, Oh, snap pictures. Like, cool, cool, cool. Um, something came up where I was like, I have something to say about this. <laughs> I don't think I should though, because <laughs> I'm just supposed to take pictures and these are all multimillionaires running crazy elite businesses. And I'm a photographer getting paid, not even like nothing compared <laughs> to what they make. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, but I have something very important to say. And it was, it was in regards to dealing with like, or having um, a bad employee uh, in your, in your circle of people and kind of like how to deal with that or whatever. Hmm. And I did have something to say on it. And I, I, I stood up and I said it. And I remember after that, Mark on a, a on a podcast was explaining how one of the most epic things that happened didn't even happen from any of the people that was there. It's like Andrew stood up and said something that totally floored Hayden Bow. He just Hayden's eyes were just like, holy shit. And I can tell you guys what it was after. But Mark was like, I know the person that came into super training would have shit his pants if he tried to do that. <laughs> but here is Andrew speaking in front of all these people with some actual value to give to them. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. holy crap, that's amazing. After how, just how much time from entering Super Train to now, oh, approximately? Uh, I would say probably like three years. I'm, I'm really bad at time framing stuff. Great. Just for yeah. my own, what was it? Um, what was what was said? Uh, okay, sure. It, it was just in regards to a bad employee. And so all I said was, I already said his name, so it's okay. Was when you have somebody like that in your, you know, in your, uh, in your business, mm-hmm. like, sure. You think, oh, this is just the one bad employee. I'm like, but it's kind of like a cancer because now the good employee has to deal with that bad employee. Mm-hmm. They, that bad employee ruins their day. They have a bad day. Now they got to deal with somebody else that's also having a bad day. Right. I was like, so that cancer is going to spread. So yeah. while you think it's, oh, I just got this one bad apple. Like, no, you don't. You have a much bigger problem there. Sure. Because yeah. at the time we had somebody and I told them straight up, I'm like, if I see this person, I go the opposite way. Even if it's totally like goes against where I'm actually trying to get to, <laughs> or I just, I literally will just like dread walking into the office if I see this person. Sure. And that's when he was just like, Oh shit! I didn't yeah, even consider rough. that because right because he's like up here just dealing with the like CEO shit right mm-hmm. and sure. he's not thinking like ah damn so yeah yeah ho- hopefully that all got resorted but you know or sorted out but it was just crazy being able to have some value in that arena right in that room full of these killers I have something to say because like I said they're up here and I'm down here like in the trenches with people sure. So to get back to your question was it's, it's getting out of that comfort zone and, you know, really putting yourself out there mm. and being comfortable with that. Jumping on a plane to come do a podcast you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, by, by yourself when you're used to having two, you know, 
two co-hosts that are going to kind of ride the ship and I just kind of jump in every once in a while yeah. to being okay with like, oh, they're going to ask me a bunch of like deep questions. I got to be ready for this or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yep. Putting yep. yourself out there and getting good with navigating that, right? Cause you could put yourself out there and fall flat on your face, which you know, it's oh, going to yeah. happen. Absolutely. But can you get back up and can you understand where you messed up? And then also, like I said, just navigating that, you know, kind of rolling with the punches sometimes that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. The worst they can usually say is no. If there is a mm-hmm. situation, I mean, your to your point about the employee, I mean, that's that's a much more in depth thing. They could say more than right. that's a really outside of your comfort zone thing to yeah. speak up in front of people that are you know ahead of you and, and mm-hmm. whatever. Success in business is a tough one. That's a big one because that's an area for me still where mm-hmm. I still get kind of butterflies. I mean, if I have somebody who's coming on here and I'm and I know for a fact this person is you know, far ahead of me in these categories, oh, see, yeah. it, it gets to a point where you have to get comfortable being around people who are ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And it really is rewarding. I've found in this particular setting in a, in a podcast, because I like you, I love learning from new people. I love being around people that are ahead of me that are succeeding in something that I'm not mm-hmm. because And I never really saw this happening because you don't know until you actually host a podcast or start really doing this. Every single person that sits across from me teaches me something I didn't know Mm -hmm. about themselves, about the business, about myself, anything. It's just the quickest and it's the quickest way I have found to actually learn is just from being around. I totally get why Mark did something like that. Like we have a lot to learn from each other. Yeah. And and one of the things I really liked about the, the power project and when you were on it, Mark made a point of saying, this is like, we like to reach out to the younger generation, the up and comings like him, Mm -hmm. Jimmy house, all those different guys that are like coming up the ladder. And I think that's really unique that the podcast does that because I don't think, a lot of people think about that, you know, bringing up the next generation. hundred percent. It's important to, to raise their voice and to give them a platform because, you know, they're next up really. And that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. We, we definitely try to do that. And then also we're not trying to build this the legit echo chamber of guests, you know? Yeah. So like yeah. we, like the most recent episode that we Thank did you. with, um, his name is a uh, Bart, Bart K. Mm. I, think I, I have not disagreed with somebody more as far as his views on nutrition, but it was so cool to see a different side. So he based long story short, he was saying calories in calories out doesn't work. And so you can imagine how I got to watch that episode. It was good. <laughs> Him and Encima kind of went back and forth. It was awesome. Uh, sure. But, but mad respect to Bart for coming onto the show. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, we, we want different opinions. We want different views. Now oh, yeah. we've, haven't had anybody really from the vegan side um, of things. Like we have had one guy and it was just, he was so abrasive. It it, it got us nowhere. It's rough. It's yeah. Rough to yeah. Find, it's rough to find very clear and concise people coming at that argument from yeah. that side. Cause it's usually emotional. It's usually driven by, yeah. I don't want things to get hurt, which yeah. is fine, but I'm just, it's not, you're not going to go into a debate against uh, like a Dr. Paul Saldino or somebody who actually is on the other side yeah. with facts and win as a vegan. Yeah. Win, whatever win is. I just don't think you you're going to. You just say something louder so you win, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. So we have both, you know, we try to bring in more people from, you know, all sorts of things. Because um, this is what I'm really getting at is what you were just saying, how like you, you learn from people. And like sometimes you even feel like, oh, shit, I'm a little nervous because they're a little bit ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I got literally just on the, on the right in here is like a podcast is sort of like you're taking somebody out for breakfast. Mm-hmm. All right. You're going to just hang out with them for a little bit. You guys are going to shoot the shit and then you're going to have an opportunity to ask 
a legit question where you just kind of slide it right on in there. It's like, <laughs> damn, all right, cool. I got that. And then that just starts to build and build and build because the, the podcast itself, dude, I can't, it, it's tough to think of many other podcasts that are bringing on guests that will take what they learn and implement it. So at, at super training, we're kind of all walking around barefoot now. Yeah. We're smashing our feet. We're smashing different parts of our body because of fascia release. Uh, we're doing stuff from Goda. We're doing stuff from FP. We're doing stuff from David Weck. Like we're mm -hmm. dude, we're doing all of it because we want to see like what's legit, like what's not. And you know, so that way we can kind of round it all in. So that way our guests or uh, listeners can be like, oh, okay, so they like that one. We're going to try that one. Mm -hmm. And if it works for them, cool. If it doesn't like, Hey, we got so many other guests that you can learn yeah. from. But the, the thing about it is, it's like, dude, every episode that we do and including this one, it's just like such a cool opportunity to learn so much. It sometimes is overwhelming because I'll think like, oh, dude, when would, when did we have Brandon on? Like, I think that was like either two months ago or two years ago. Like, I, I, it's I lose, kind of blend together, dude, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Big time. But it is such a cool experience and it's it's such a huge cheat code. I wanted to make a point of saying this and it's in my mind. So I'm going to. Yeah. The combination and what what you guys do different than anybody else other than us now mm -hmm. is the combination of both an episode and then the gym content, mm -hmm. the ability. And that's that is very understated. Not enough people are giving you the credit for that. That is enormous mm -hmm. because of the practical application for whoever the guest is. It's like, okay, you've got this really cool new technique of mild fashion release. You know, you maybe have Donnie Thompson on. He's talking about tempering. Well, that's all well and great. We can talk about it for 90 minutes. Now let's go into the gym and you can actually show me. And from the content side, from the educational side, I can hear about it. And then I can record it, it and see it. Yeah. And that to me, I mean, it, when, I, when I left Power Project, a light went on. And I was like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this yet. But somehow I need to get a permanent podcast studio to where the guests can come, they can do the episode, then go into the gym back to back. I need to figure out a way to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's special. Yeah. That's incredibly special. It is such a huge draw. So what you're building right here is going to draw in a lot of really big people because that's the thing. It's, it's you know, when I reach out to a potential guest, you know, they'll, they'll ask questions about the podcast and, I'll, and I will tell them like, yes, we're going to definitely record the podcast. We'll have a dope two hour conversation. I'm like, but we're also going to get in a really good workout because it's all under one roof, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to either go lift and film some cool like TikToks and stuff, yeah. or we're going to podcast and then go do, go do that. Like, but the, the thing is you're going to get so much more reach out of just what we do here than you will doing just a podcast or doing just a, a video thing. Right. So what you're building here, like, oh man, people and, just need to get ready because this is going to be huge. And it's private. Ah, uh, yeah, it's private that's huge. and that's, that's huge too. I mean, if you, Mark Wahlberg ain't going to go into EOS fitness <laughs> and then do a podcast with their owner. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg will go to super training and do something like that. I hope so. Having the, uh, try to get him. <laughs> I, I, Dude. I, yeah. He's, he's closer to you than he is to me. <laughs> Hopefully it goes down the ladder a little bit. Who, but, who's at the top of your list as far as guests ooh, you have? Great question. Oh man, I, I get asked that quite a bit and it's so hard. Um, so just shout out to, uh, her name's Susan Bratton. She's a sexpert. She's the one who, yep. Yeah. So, oh yeah. We know who she is. So she, her videos will just like randomly stir up and go, go viral, like on their own without us really doing anything. I'm sure. And it's like, Oh, here's another cool, like 2 million from Susan. Like, that's cool. <laughs> so that, that's just more on the fun side. And yeah, she has all kinds of really cool programs. Shout out to her. But um, honestly, dude, I think my favorite of all time, because he is just a really good person is Jake Cutler. Okay. 
He is Mr. Olympia, yes. not NFL. No, no, okay. yeah, four-time Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler. Wow. Um, he's already been on Power Project. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. on a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. He, it must have been years. I've, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen his episode. Yeah, it was years ago, and that was when we would run it live, so like the audio and video looks like shit compared to what we do now. And so like it's always frustrating to look back at old, really good episodes like that. But why he's so cool is because he's so genuine, and he's so super, like he's just the most nicest person. He seems I've, like it. I've met in this entire industry, as far as like the, the big name people. Sure. There's a lot of people that would say like, hi to Mark. And then they'd be like, Oh, what's up camera guy? You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If Mark's not there, they don't even see me. Uh-huh. I was at the San Jose fit expo and I'm just like kind of chilling, like walking around. Cause I was there with the team. We were, we had a slingshot booth, but we were just kind of hanging out. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go walk around and see what's going on here. My wife actually at the time was working with uh, Cass Martin. So she was like at her booth. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So we were all there together. I'm walking around and I'm like, dude, what's this big old line for? And I was like, oh, they're all going to see Jay Cutler. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm walking by and keep in mind, he has the longest line out of the entire expo. I'm sure. Yeah. He sees me from like maybe to your, like, your front yard. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, he's waving me down. And I'm like... He's talking to me. <laughs> so I, 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 arms. I nervously walk over there like if I'm going somewhere else. And he's like, Yeah, get in here, get in here. I'm like, What the heck, dude? Like, that's cool. Mr. Olympia just waved me down in front of all these people. So, like, I've heard this from a couple different people. That I, he's I was at familiar. least like 10 feet tall, like cutting in front of all these people, right? They're all like, Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and, you know, just like, so we're talking. And, you know, this was when Mark was getting ready to do his bodybuilding show. So he was like, How's he doing? And da da da. So we talked for, I don't know, a good 10 minutes. You know, and it's just like, you don't, you don't get that in this fitness industry sometimes, you know, yeah. like, how many followers do you have? Like, oh, okay, I can't talk to you then. It's like, yeah, okay. Oh, I hate that. You know, I'm, I'm not saying like literally anybody does that, but sometimes you get that so vibe. They do. Yeah. They totally you know, do. Like, and it's just like, ah, oh, like that's a bummer. Like it sometimes is. when you meet somebody and it's like, oh, you do care about that. Mm-hmm. And gen- oh, yeah. and honestly, it is 99.99% not that, but every once in a while you will see somebody that is like, you can, you can just tell, yeah. you know, yeah. like, mm, that's a bummer. Yeah. You they're, know? they're in the conversation for getting something out. Yeah. As opposed to, I don't know, anything but that. But they're they're in the conversation because they want something out of it. They want something from Mark. And they, and they don't care about the yeah. relationship with Mark either. They want to get some followers or something from it. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not what really makes, I think, the cream rise to the top in any industry, but especially in this one. The higher you go, I just violated my own rule. I was like Uh-oh. five inches away. The higher you, <laughs> the higher you go the smaller it gets mm-hmm. and and you and i i learned this it, not even so much from the influencers for me for us right now i can say that i have a very good relationship with almost every major equipment manufacturer in the united states of america that's huge so i know the ceos of almost like all most of these companies mm-hmm. that and as you get higher and higher and higher you do realize that some of them are in it for other reasons. The ones you'll actually talk to that will respond to you and the ones that won't. And, and yeah, it's, it's that way. It, the higher you go in this, in this business, like, like many others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, this podcast studio is so cool. I just want people to understand a couple things, like <laughs> not to be dickheads. Okay. <laughs> but like these awesome, cool sound panels, people don't understand those yeah. cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, do. you have, I lost track, but you probably have like, what, like 20 of them in here. I don't know. One, two, three. 
six. Eight. All right, just imagine a couple yeah. thousand dollars in just some stupid things that don't bounce sound off of. Yeah. These arms, which I'm assuming they're expensive the as old well. Ones? Oh, these? Yeah. 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 Yeah, these are the um, the only thing in here that wasn't like straight from that website that I told you about that the JRE yeah, used yeah, yeah. was the table. This was a local guy. Okay. So, so I like, worked with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. All of this stuff is the, yeah. the top of the line. Each microphone's at least four hundred dollars. This the is all cool stands, stuff that yeah. I get to just I just understand. And when I walk into some place like this, I'm yeah. like, they took this very serious. So this is really really dope. I've and it's taken a long time to get to this point because you in the beginning when you start something mm -hmm. any any new venture usually you can't be so selective that you just kind of skip right to the best and yeah. don't even bother yeah. with like a 1.0 version. Mm -hmm. The podcast studio is call it the third major phase of development that's happened here in the last nine years that I've been doing this. And now that we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. So for this, when I decided that this was going to happen, cause this was a basic bedroom construction alone on this was a whole process. How long do you, you just did that video, by the way, you need to send that to yeah, him. I haven't posted it. I'll show you after. Can yeah. you, can you stream it on here? Is that possible? Yes. You need, you need to see what he did. Yeah, let, yeah. let me, let me find it first. This is a really good time to actually, in addition to the creation hands on the ground, mm -hmm. which a lot of which I've taken on through just YouTube and just the time spent here, the content creation, and the back-end software and everything that these two have brought, mm -hmm. this would never have catapulted anywhere to where it is now without that. And yeah. that's there's a big lesson to be learned in that. If you are an entrepreneur and you are truly trying to be, you know, A to Z control over everything, you kind of can't. Mm -hmm. You've mm -hmm. got to stop somewhere near NRM and allow the rest to be taken over. You're yeah. never going to go anywhere. Can that play? The video? Does it, yeah. Does it have audio? dude watch this so is that in here yeah, yeah that's in here oh eli you did such a good job on editing oh wow this hasn't been out yet so this so is brand new do you do all your like you literally are the one doing construction yeah oh no, I, I i i'd use subs okay so you got to turn the phone obviously <laughs> i get it. it doesn't translate quite as well to the no that's i get it yeah so then like is so what what is your like uh, dude i uh dr stolnik right that's yeah 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 david david yeah yeah, yeah dude, i've known him for a long time now oh have you really he's great super, dude super good dude yeah oh, he he's awesome to, he used to be out in santa rosa and so he would come to the gym every once in a while and i think i i yeah i definitely i photographed him at like one of the meets and stuff the gym super training or yeah. the gym the crossfit gym oh sick. yeah 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 nice yeah he's he, like five minutes from here or something he, yeah he, he lives, lives right, right down there he's my that's neighbor wild. that's sick he uh yeah he, he runs the the ppsc that certification yeah it's a good one i took it. It, it for um for coaches for real coaches it's a it's a really good one if you're not like intrinsically in the business of training and coaching it's mm -hmm. a lot pt so you probably it would be tough to follow if you were kind of just getting into personal training. You'd be better off getting an early on cert, but it, it's mm -hmm. a great course. Yeah, that's what. So like I I got certified in biomechanics through uh, Doug Brignoli's program. Uh, Sick. Yeah, RIP. I didn't he, know that. He just passed uh, like a month ago. Oh really? Yeah, oh, super, no. super bummer. Died suddenly. You guys can figure out what happened there. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I took the course not to be a personal trainer, but I took it because I, I one, I really loved his information. So mm -hmm. we had him on the podcast twice. 
just blew my mind with everything he does. And that's why I only really mess with the cable machine now. But what I wanted to ask you was like, as somebody who's taken multiple courses and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, do you think for somebody that just wants to learn how to train better, like, is that something that someone should pursue or should they just go to you and just hire you as a trainer to learn themselves? Ooh, great question. I would probably answer that the way that I did it. So when I first got started, and this is before I even owned a house, this was back actually, I started training semi-professionally when I was about 17. Mm -hmm. I got hooked up with Ian Danny, who you've had on the Ooh. podcast as well. You know Ian? Oh yeah. Well, I brought this up on Power Project a little bit as well. genius. Dude, he's, now that Poliquin is passed, RIP to him as well. Dude, a lot of these guys are dying. It's kind of weird. But um, now that he's passed, I would probably... I would objectively say Ian's probably the, the patriarchy of the industry. I mean, I think he's probably It'd the godfather. Really, really hard to argue against yeah. that. He's got the years. He's got the clientele. And he's just got the, the industry reputation that no one else does. His place is 25 minutes from here. It's up wow. in Scottsdale. Okay. I started there when I was about 17. So I did two things. I hired him as a coach. So I was being trained by his head trainer with the programming that he implemented. And then I also, after two years of doing that, I basically begged him to come in and, hey, man, I, I'll do the laundry. I'll clean the locker rooms. Yeah. Can I please be an intern here? Then I did that for another two years. So I both hired a coach and came on as a intern while doing my schooling. So I was I had a BA in Westmont. I was doing kinesis and sociology. I got out, had my degree. Once I did that. I did do some other certifications that do help you. Uh, I, I just completed about six months ago now, I completed a master's in exercise science. So as far as formal education goes, I have taken that to a healthy point, mm -hmm. but I would say hiring a trainer, someone like Ian Danny, and this is where it gets, I'm not talking about going to a CrossFit gym and hiring that trainer. I'm talking about you need to be very silly because if you're gonna trade, that's the way you need to look at it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna spend $100,000 on my education to get a master's degree or in my head, I can take maybe half that money and I'll take $50,000 over four years instead of that and I'll train with Ian Danny. Right. To me, where I'm at now, I see the value in that trade-off. Mm -hmm. And while I didn't trade one for the other, if I was to talk to a 19-year-old kid who's like, hey, I want to be a trainer, I would say, hey man, if you have the opportunity to train with Mark Bell, for $50,000 over the next two years, three years, pay Mark Bell $50,000 and train with Mark Bell. Yeah. Do not get a master's degree. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Mark would tell you no. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. He do that. I know. Um, so, Mark doesn't, does he? Dude, no. He no, doesn't no. train? Or no, he, just, he doesn't charge for the gym. It's no, all free. It's all free. Yeah. yeah. He, he at one point was charging for super training like back in 2006. Sure. He's like, but there was only like really one guy that would pay and he's still part of the gym too. So that's really cool. Sure. He's like, I didn't like it because then you're kind of on the hook, right? Then you're like, Oh, I got to actually go open it today or I got to go train this person. And he's, he beats to his own drum. Like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do anything traditionally. I think we're a little different in that. He and I, because yeah. I, I, I love training clients. Yeah. I love my clients yeah. and you form a very, interesting interpersonal relationship when you do it private and semi-private mm -hmm. because I don't have a, a box gym. I don't have like a group coming in and out of here. I train 15 people yeah. at most. That's and wild. so you really do get, you get where I'm at. I get the most motivated, mm -hmm. the, the, the most motivation, but I don't like that word, the most dedication from your clients that you'll ever get. 
Yeah. So something I, I wanted to ask you about. So you have an awesome, successful business. Somebody that I'm assuming you looked up to because you guys were talking about how your dad kind of was like knew right away that you guys need to start rock climbing and doing all these other things. Sure. He told you that charging $150 an hour for clients was never going to work. Yep. What was the process of overcoming that? Because this is your dad. This is the guy that's supposed to support you. He is supposed to tell you when you are crazy, but it wasn't really that crazy in my opinion. So how, what was the, like what went through your mind when he said yeah, that? Yeah. And no, how did you overcome that? Because again, like I said, I've was told a lot of negative things and I just said, Oh, they're right. Yeah. It took me a long time to be like, actually they were wrong, mm -hmm. but it seems like you kind of took it in stride. I, I, it, it seems that way now. Um, yeah, no, I remember when he, first off on, on the topic of my dad, he, he is in addition to being, of course, my parent, which brings with his comments, quite a lot of impact on your decision-making, regardless of if he's successful. <laughs> Our father is one of the most su successful businessmen I've ever known. Got it. Like objectively speaking. Yeah. Uh, so his word, you know, meant a lot saying that. So I did not take it, dismiss it and just ignore it. No, it really hit home with me and it really did make me kind of at least question the direction that I was going because there's, 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 there comes a certain point where you keep dumping money into your home gym where people start to wonder like, okay, like, are you ever really going to leave? Is this ever going to, you're renovating your house. Are you actually going to stay here forever? And the vision that I always had was different than what I was told to do from not just my father, but from several other, we're very fortunate. We have a lot of successful businessmen in our lives. I saw things differently. And I think I, I, I think a little bit differently than my dad. I think a, similar to my dad in a lot of ways, but I, I have a very different sort of creative passion that somehow I have channeled into a successful business. Mm -hmm. This was how I saw this going. And the, to the question of 150 per session, which is sort of where we're at now, mm -hmm. his objections were very justified when he first made them. We had no AC. I was bringing people in through the garage. There was no backyard. There was no ice bath, no sauna, no nothing. And of course, to me, in my head, I took his comments with, well, okay, you're probably right. I'm probably still stuck, stuck around 75. You don't ever want to price yourself out of your market. Of course. If me five years ago charged what I do now, probably would have died hungry and alone. But taking things slowly and steadily and now pushing the envelope to the direction that it's at now has allowed that to happen. And now he, he is still a very pragmatic person when it comes to these kinds of decisions. And he's, he's again, he's usually right. And that's where this particular time in my life was sort of spooky because if he told me to do something business related, usually I would take it. I'd be like, you're probably right. Mm -hmm. I don't really know anything mm -hmm. business related. I only know how to train. So you're probably, I'll, I'll do what you want, but not heeding that and kind of just pushing forward with what I thought would work has allowed this to come full circle where it's at now. Yeah. I, I asked that cause I'm always just fascinated with, because I have been on both sides. I have been on the side where I folded and just cowered it away from everything difficult and I've been on the other side where it's like, damn, that's a really tough mountain to climb. Let me get over that. Mm -hmm. So I'm always fascinated with why some people can get over that hump and others don't. And I've asked a bunch of people on our podcast kind of a similar question. Mm -hmm. And as simple and elementary as it may seem, it always comes back to their why. You know, we've heard that all the time. Like, oh, your why has to be more powerful than this or that. Like, 
if you want to lose weight, like your why has to be more, you know, has to taste better than that dessert or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like I said, it's like super low hanging fruit, super elementary to say like, Oh, you just need that. Why? But like for me, like I didn't want to freaking fail at being a photographer and mm-hmm. I wanted to support my family and I wanted nothing more than to never go back to clocking in and out at a job I hated. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to be happy. I just, there's so many people that are in that similar situation where it's like, dude, like this world needs you to pursue whatever it is that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, to get a little bit like on the Gary V tip, it's like, okay, let's say you have your eight to five job that you maybe don't love, but I don't know. You're really good at Madden football. Okay. Start a podcast where you talk about Madden football every fucking, you know, every weekend with your buddies. Like, sure. It's, it's silly. It's probably not going to make you a lot of money, but you have something to look forward to. You have something to build. Mm-hmm. And obviously with Madden, it's going to come out every single year. So you guys can just talk shit about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's such a shame that some people get stuck in this, this hamster wheel of things, right? They, they maybe have dreams when they're a kid and then somebody tells them, oh, you're going nowhere in life. And then they believe them yeah. and they fall right to it. You know? So it's, it's like such a bummer. So like, again, looking back at like what I've been able to accomplish, like dude, so many people have way more gifts than I was ever given. Mm-hmm. And oh, amen. dude, you know what I mean? Like, and like, they're not cashing in on those gifts. Yeah. It's just such a bummer. So like, if anybody's listening, like, dude, just go out and do whatever the hell it is that you're trying to do because this world needs it. You know, yeah. this podcast, this world needs this podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love I mean, Not that. necessarily this episode. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of talking shit about there, but I mean, literally like the episodes you guys are going to be putting together. Everything, all of it. This, you know what I mean? People like, need to hear this. That's, that's why I'm like trying to like really imprint that in people's heads that like I wasn't a genetic freak. Um, I had bad vision since I was like three, you know, like yeah. I am very introverted, but dude, if I can do it, literally anybody can do it. And it's just, it's just such a wild ride to be a part of all of this. It's so freaking dope being in this freaking superhero gym. <laughs> Dude, I got to ask you guys, uh, yeah. especially with Wakanda forever coming out. Ooh. Okay. So maybe before that, or maybe we'll go with that one as well. Have you guys cried during any of the MCU movies? Yes. Cried? Yeah. Right, right here. Yes. Yes. Cried from disappointment or cried <laughs> no, from no, genuine? No, no, no. <laughs> just genuine tears <laughs> in, in game. Do you remember Iron Man? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I mean, yeah, okay, when I, when Robert Downey died, yes, I, of course. I, I cried, of course, I love you that, everybody did that one, <laughs> yeah, that one was tough, I thought it was as sad when he learns that his parents were killed by the Winter Soldier, <sighs> and he, the whole, like, I don't care, he killed my mom, yeah, that scene, that is that's tough. a, that's a powerful scene, Robert Downey, for me, made that franchise so, so much yes. better than it is now, now that he is gone, I don't, I'm going to say I don't dislike it. I do dislike it. I've disliked tough, every man. Marvel movie that's come out probably the last four or five. I yeah. haven't seen Wakanda. So that's, okay. that's with a I haven't seen it yet. But I just, I haven't. You liked Spider-Man. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite Spider-Man, but I did like it. You're well, talking about, ha- yeah, it doesn't have to be Andrew your, Garfield yeah. and yeah, yeah. It was, I liked it was it. fun. It was fun. It was fun. A little throwback action. We got, yeah. to see, we got to see Toby again. That was nice. Yeah. Wakanda Forever was good. I'm a huge fan of Black Panther. And that was actually oh, the, I loved the Black first Panther. time I like bawled my eyes out was actually the second time or maybe a third time watching Endgame. Uh-huh. Because oh, I'm getting the chills. Hopefully I don't start crying right now. <laughs> but uh my my favorite you know, superhero is Captain America because I say one. I was, you know, small, skinny, scrawny just like him. Yeah. We both got on the juice and got a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, uh end game, so him, Thor, Iron Man, they're all getting their ass kicked by mm-hmm. by uh Thanos. Uh 
he he has his like forearms like split open, but he puts his shield on. He wraps it up to try uh-huh. to heal it. He's getting his ass kicked, and he's just like, "Fuck! I gotta keep going. Gotta keep going." And then of course, like you know, Thanos is there getting ready to kick his ass with the entire army. Can't believe I'm getting yeah. emotional, but you hear Cap on your left, uh-huh. and who's the first person that walks out? Falcon. Am I right? No, 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 no who no, is it? No. Who, no, who walks out is Black Panther. Oh, it's Black Panther. That's right. And He's cap this, on the left. At was, this uh, time, yeah. yeah. But at this time, he had already died. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about was like, dude, he's in pain right now. Like he's an actual superhero because he told nobody, right? That's right, because he had cancer. Yes. You're talking about, um, oh goodness, his name. What is it? I just, know, I know, I'm bad with that, but Black Panther. What's his name? Um, R.I.P. The actor who played, he was great. He's incredible. He went fast. It yeah. Was, it to, was like. To, to be to be honest, okay, before I say the statement, did Infinity War come out before or after Black Panther 1? After. Infinity War came out after? Yes. Okay, then my statement doesn't apply. I was going to say that Black Panther 1 is probably the last MCU, it's the second to last MCU movie that I love. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick yes. Boseman. Yeah. Black <laughs> Panther 1, uh, Infinity War came out, Infinity War is my favorite. That's my number one Marvel movie in my opinion. Yeah. Black Panther's probably his second. I loved Black Panther. Yeah. I was blown away by it. Yeah. So again, kind of going back to, and, and no movie has ever made me feel that way when they're, you know, all the superheroes are coming out of the circle. I'm yeah. just like, oh my God, dude. Like, yeah. I got so fired up. But in the movie theater, it was all good, you know. But mm-hmm. then watching it after, just kind of thinking, like, dude, he's in pain. He yeah. told nobody. He just went in and did his job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, dude, I was like, I he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be remembered for a person dying from yeah. his disease. He wanted to be remembered for that character that yeah. he created so well. Yeah. So, so you're saying that you like Black Panther more than Captain America the Winter Soldier. That's that's what you want to go on record saying? Mm. Mm. I it's close. It, my 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 favorite was Michael B Jordan. My favorite my my favorite villain I think in the MCU he's is legit. Michael B Jordan. I love that he's from Oakland too. So he has a Is he like, actually from Oakland? Uh in the movie he was from Oakland. Oh yeah, yeah. But he also did the um ah uh, the movie where the the kid got shot on the BART station which happened also in Oakland. So it was like one of his first movies. Oh, okay. so he was already ingrained in that culture. Because and he's so, been an actor a lot longer than people think. Oh, he yeah. was in oh, Friday yeah. Night Lights. Oh God. Do you remember that? No, no one remembers that. Holy yeah, dude. Holy. Last season of Friday Night Lights. He was That's the quarterback. Hilarious. Oh, and he's probably 14, <laughs> 13, 14. I didn't, I didn't even realize it was him. I went back and watched it. I was like, Oh my gosh. Because he, the dude like matured like you won't even believe he look, he looks goonish okay. as a kid he looks That's... goofy oh, he does man. not look like michael b jordan that you see as yeah. killmonger yeah totally different but i just like the, his swagger and like what's up cuz like you know yeah, just, yeah. like i said he's, he's got that that norcal vibe to him it's just fucking, uh-huh. it's fucking dope but that's cool, dude. Yeah, like, uh, you got to watch Wakanda forever. Like, I, oh, yeah. I'll see him. I know you'll watch it. I, I'm, again, I'm a very biased fan because Chadwick is, like, my superhero, right? Yeah. So I loved everything about it. And then... It's going to be hard for... I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to like it because he's not in it. The whole time I'm going to be like, mm, he's not in it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, when the... Uh, well, I don't want to spoil any of it. I'll see you, it. So, yeah. It you, is you out, right? It. It's all out. Mm. Yeah, okay. Out-ish, right? Yeah. It'll, yeah. You can find it somewhere. No, yeah. I'll get it. Watch it this weekend. But, yeah. Dude, I think you guys just got to get more reps in by yourselves. I think that would... That would get the vibe good, going yeah. really going like we're, well. We're getting the capability to smoke cigars in here pretty soon. Pretty oh, soon, shit. we'll have to start. So you missed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be back out here I, for sure. I would love yeah. to. I might have to skip that episode though. <laughs> do you not smoke cigars? No, no, yeah, I, I don't. don't. No, really? Have you ever? Do you just not like it at all, or um, is it? 
I, I think I, I tried it like a handful of times. I didn't I didn't get it. <laughs> if, that's, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean it does. It it's makes not sense. a it's not yeah. a healthy thing. But what no. we're gonna do is we're gonna hook up a, a ven- there's a there's a very specific ventilation system you have to have to smoke cigars indoor. Yeah. And it'll be rigged to draw like and, and even more so for a podcast studio because you can't have a ventilation system no. making noise. No. You've got to run ductwork like thirty yards to get the to get the fan way away from it to take it out and still be strong enough to get rid of it. It's apparently there's a song and dance to doing this that isn't cheap. Is the whole thing. Yeah, is is there a limit for you guys? Like you just think it's like, "Oh, we want to smoke cigars. Let's let's <laughs> I literally said Let's that. build some shit in here that I, makes that possible." I didn't every have, time like where does that stop? Every time I think we're done, brands like, "Oh, I have a great idea." Yeah. Like, oh my god. No. Just what I I just sent you yet last night that that outdoor adult jungle gym. Have you ever heard of Move Strong? No. Okay, go on Instagram. Pull up Move Strong. Oh, I gotta see this, dude. You have to see this. His neighbors are gonna absolutely love it. Yeah, dude. Do your neighbors like ask you what's going on all the time? Or my neighbors kind of know what's up. Okay. They they were cool with it so far. Granted, this most likely will push the envelope. <laughs> That's it. The right there, the blue one. You gotta see these things. Show me what's so they're adult with. jungle gyms. Not that first one. My God. Go down. Go down. I'll show you the one. Keep going. Not that one. The one I want is in a picture format. Keep going. Right there. The Red and black. In. Left side. Like that. Oh. In the backyard. Hang it over the turf. Yeah. So mount it to the house and pull it out over the turf. That's the idea. Yeah. That would be sick because dude, we get back to like on the podcast about like playing. Like you should be able to play every oh, once yeah. in a while. Oh, play a freaking jungle gym. Well, that's the goal. It's an adult. And that's what I'm going to say to the HOA when they call me. I'm yeah. Like what? You got a problem with my jungle gym for my kids? Yeah. Slash me. Hating. <laughs> oh, dude, I actually, I got something for you. Hold on. Yeah, what do you got? Hold on. We'll, get, we'll talk about business and stuff, too. Heck, yeah. Where's it at? Look at that thing. It's like the most elaborate adult jungle. This is the coolest company ever. Why aren't parks like that? Our parks are lame. That's amazing. <laughs> That's sick. Right. Look at that in the indoor. That's so freaking cool. Yeah. In that big old heavy bag. Why, why do you even need a kitchen? Just blow out the kitchen and put that there. <laughs> I just know the next time I come back, you're going to have like a second level. Yeah. And it's just that, that'll be like the weight room. Like, dude, that's a weird choice to put all the weight up top. <laughs> Gyms do that, though. It's so I've weird. seen them. Yeah, they put them yeah. all the way at the top of the stairs. What's cool. that? So, uh, okay. So for the podcast, <laughs> so it's funny because like somebody like on the, the Uber ride uh, from the airport to the hotel was like, well, how does that help you guys if you're going on someone else's thing? And I was like, well, I was like, if I get, you know, a little bit of attention on Instagram, like that might be cool. If I get that and then they find the podcast and they listen to my podcast, like that's cool. If they follow me on Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and then maybe go to powerproject.live and they can pick up some merch from the podcast. It's like, then that's extra cool. doesn't mean it's going to happen, but like, hey, what if it happens and we build both networks? Like that's kind of how this podcast world works. There's Collaboration no, over competition. There's no limit of like, like, oh, there's only like, all right, guys. This podcast is going to cap out at 100 new followers. <laughs> I'm the guest, so I'm going to get 75. You guys can split the rest. Like, that's not how it works. Nah. Right? But some people kind of think that way. Anyways, so this is actually something that we just started selling. So on the front, go ahead and pass that over there. See this? I'll let you read it. Okay. Don't get trapped by... And then... Devil pussy. <laughs> I, mean, I was like... <laughs> 
Like Brandon needs this. He's a single, young, strapping man. I love it. So you got to be careful, dude. Co- That's funny. Coffee tastes a little bit different out of the devil pussy, but you know, it's it's a little sour. <laughs> what brought this on? So going back to having fun and playing. So on the podcast, we just dick around and we have a lot of fun. Sure. So one day we were just talking about relationships and like how, you know, we always know the guy that's like, dude, that chick's no good for you. Oh, but I love her. And da, da, da. it's like, okay, you love her or you just really love having sex with her. And then so Mark was like, yeah, that's that devil pussy. We're like, <laughs> once it traps you, it's like over. And then he like started laughing like evil like that too. Like, ha, 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 like I got you, motherfucker. And so like, you know, just because we can, we just like, dude, that would be a, such a silly mug to make. Like, is... all right, dude. And it's cool. It's a gigantic. Oh mug, yeah. You know? No, this it's is big. outstanding. This, this would make a great uh, gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... what, what I like, what I like is that you could subtly send that to someone that you know needs to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. this the same graphic guy that did your shirt? Yes. That's awesome. yeah. He's yeah. very talented. Very He's good. Very talented. Yeah. Shout out to Melvin. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds <laughs> of all the gifts? Do you have two of those, by the way? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so going back to like. Ellie, I, I, this is not about you. Yeah, right. I, I'm new to the business side of things, so I had to like steal this. I don't even know if like someone's gonna try to buy this one mug, and we're not gonna have it in stock. But yeah, dude, it, it is. Uh, yeah, I figured I'm like these guys are all single. They probably need a little warning sign every now and again. I see. I need that as a t-shirt, both front and back. <laughs> if somebody just, but then if someone reads the back first, they're gonna be like, uh, oh, don't get trapped. oh, don't get trapped by. I was wondering what you were trying yeah. to convey to me. Yeah, dude. No, it, we like I said, it's. It's such a weird, wet dream to be a part of this podcast that we can do stupid stuff like that, or I can be on a shirt, you know, like this, dude. Same, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so much fun, you yeah, know. We and like what you guys are gonna experience is like a lot of weird, random. Uh, we call them swirls. So like, uh, maybe something I said you heard today, and you guys will go around and you'll podcast after podcast after podcast, and then somebody will say something similar. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That kind of dings a bell, and then it just kind of swirls Andrew again. Andrew Project was talking just about this type of thing. And then we months, had him on. Yeah. months later, it'll happen again, and that's kind of what happened with me and jiu-jitsu. Like, mm-hmm. I kept hearing guest after guest talk about how, like, jiu-jitsu saved them or jiu-jitsu saved or, uh, like, just helped them with their, like, mind and, like, everything, like, just was so positive. Yeah. It was actually Bedros Koulian that said he was on a plane with uh, his family, and some dude just went nuts and was like, I'm going to kill everybody on this plane. And it's like, whoa, dude. Wait, on, on like a commercial it, 747? Uh, Whatever the fuck he flies on from Hawaii to wherever he was going. So whatever Bedros can fly in, that's what they were so in. That'd be a weird thing to have on a private plane with like one other family you know. I know, huh? If he was on like Hawaiian <laughs> Airlines. I mean, that would... Yeah. Jeez, someone... Did Bedros snap his neck? So, <laughs> Bedros can So the, the, the whole story was... The this he like talked to the stewardess or flight attendant. I'm not sure what's politically correct these days to call him. <laughs> she had um, either one as long as you don't claim you're going to kill him and everybody else on the plane. Right. <laughs> she had um, zip ties, and she, he he asked her like, "Hey, is there anything I can do?" Right? Because you're 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 a woman, and he's a fucking crazy ass man going nuts. Like, can I help? And then she's like, "Well, we we can't forcefully put these on him. We have to ask him to put them on himself." Uh huh. Naturally, he's like, fuck you, I'm not doing it. So they came back to Bedros, and they were like, "Um, if there's anything you can do, please. So he stood up, 
he goes over there. So that really got the guy going. So he's like, fuck, yo, I'm going to kill you. Da, da, da. So he came after Bedros and Bedros had like six weeks of like MMA training, whatever that was. It was a little bit of striking, a little bit of jujitsu. And he was able to neutralize this guy, get him in like a rear naked chokehold. And then like he did something else to actually get him in the, like the uh, zip ties. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy. And then uh, Mark one day was just talking to his son about jujitsu and they were at like some event and he was like, Hey, if you get proficient at jujitsu, like you can control everybody in this, like nobody can step to you in this whole like arena. And I was like, damn, that's really cool. Yeah. And then the last straw was my son. I want him to do jujitsu. And if he's anything like me, he's going to have to watch dad do it first. And then, so like I got into it, man, I am freaking loving it. Yeah. How long have you done it? So um, I was doing just open mat for like a few weeks and like I got all of the crazy like mat burns on my feet. My hands were like bloody and stuff like it was just bad. But then I actually signed up and started going to classes about a month ago. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, dude, it's life altering, dude. Like now, like my whole mind is just focused on like how to get better for this. So when I would see in SEMA who like, dude, he's got his pro card, just amazing physique. And then when he switched over to powerlifting, he, you know, seven, 755 deadlift. And then like, just for fun, he would, he did like 725, like beltless, I think like just, just a monster. Right. right. I, he, I saw that video of him and Jimmy house rolling together. That was a uh, dude. Yeah. Pretty shout out to Jimmy house. Jimmy house is an animal. So when you, when I would see somebody like this, like, dude, what are you doing? You have so many amazing gifts for, whether it be powerlifting or bodybuilding. I'm always a fan of bodybuilding. So I'm like, why would you waste your time? And now I'm like, oh, I get it. So as somebody who has never liked confrontation, never really wanted to fight anybody, was always the small guy that would get punished and pushed around and bullied. Now doing jujitsu, it's like, Oh, like that, that big initial hurdle. Uh, my, my boy, Josh Setledge was telling me he forgot who said it, but he was like the hardest belt to actually acquire is a white belt. You know, mm. get that initial, like, I'm going to sign up and do jujitsu. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. That's, who said that? So I, my, my buddy, Josh Setledge told it to me. Yeah. I don't know if it's his original quote or where he got it from, but what he was just explaining was just like, yeah, like, you know, of course blue belt's going to come eventually, but the hardest one is that white belt. It's that initial, I'm going to start doing jujitsu. Let's go get super comfortable with uncomfortable in Uh this whole arena where you have a dude that's like trying to choke you out or like, you know, break your arm. Not that they actually do it, but like going back again to like the theme of this, this episode, which is like, I'm a normal ass guy, (laughs) but somehow I'm able to wake up and do an open mat session. I'm able to do a class session with more roles at the end of that go into a cold plunge, which is like, what the hell is this all about? Hell yeah, it is. And then go do it again <laughs> the next morning, you know? Now, obviously, there's a huge regression there that started where I was explaining how after I got divorced, I just went to the gym one time. Mm-hmm. It started there, but, like, it's right now where it's at is, like, I would have never imagined that I could ever amount to anything close to where I am right now. Yeah. You know, and I'm 37 now, so I've been, like, 10 years of, like, of exercising and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish I started at 17, not 27. Right, yeah. But I started a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I got less injuries at 27 than maybe if I started at 17. Uh, so, again, if wherever, wherever the heck somebody's at, like, you can totally change your entire life. And then also, like, I forgot the other saying where it's, like, people underestimate what they can do in 10 years and overestimate in one year. Love that one. It's yeah. a Tony Robbins, uh, Tony okay. Robbins one. 
one of the rare ones that I actually like that he said. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny, dude? Like you'll you'll see like these inspirational or motivational videos. I don't like motivation. And you're just like, ah, oh, fuck you. But then, <laughs> but then you'll like I don't know, like it'll randomly pop up on like Instagram YouTube, or or say like Jim uh, Rohn will pop up, and I'm like, oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how it hits you at certain times. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while they'll say something that lands home. Yeah, I I prefer I prefer dedication over motivation. Of course, I think motivation's a little vapid. Tends mm-hmm. to come really really fast in a big spike, and then it kind of disappears. disappears. For all of us, we all aren't motivated all the time. But if you're a disciplined person, if you have dedication and discipline, then you still get what you need to get done, even when you're not motivated to do it. Yeah, something yeah. that we try to tell people all the time is like, dude, I want freaking ice cream. Dude, I want to have cookies too. You know, like it's I'm not immune to that. I don't want to go on the cold plunge. Oh my god, I was talking to my mother-in-law about that the other day. Like, I have no idea how you do that and I'm like, honestly me neither. I'm like I just <laughs> I just know when I get into that cold water and I freaking hate it, but I start breathing and then I open my eyes and I realize like, holy crap, dude, the trees are so green. Like the sun yeah. is so shiny. Like this is so beautiful. Is your oh ice tub gosh. outside? Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Ours is out. It's the best yeah. when it's outside, I think. I wouldn't like it if it's, I, I did it in a place, uh, there's a place, I don't know if they have them in California, Optimize. You guys have uh, Optimize? No. It's an Arizona place. They have basically what we have, our exact setup. They oh, have cool. like cold tubs and saunas and that's their whole shtick. And it's great, but it's indoors. You like looking at the ceiling. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, tough. it's tough. I like yeah. looking at the sky. I like looking at the trees. Yeah. I like being outside. I, yeah. I had a family member say, you know, I'm, I'm never doing the ice tub because it, I don't like being cold. And I was like, no one likes being cold. No, <laughs> no one likes it. It's uncomfortable. But, um, you know, on the other side of that, you feel so much better. Yeah. 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 What do you got? Okay. So I, I've like I've had experts like uh, or access to experts when it comes to this question but what the hell is it that makes you feel so good is it just the fact that like oh this is really difficult and i did it and no one else would be willing to do it therefore i'm cooler than all of you there's like, a dopamine spike yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah there's norepinephrine adrenaline dopamine there's a whole chemical yeah. concoction that happens to your body whether yeah. you want it to or not when you get in and then out and then recover and back to normal body temperature mm-hmm. that 20 minute 25 minute process will release chemicals in your body whether or not you were motivated to get in or not mm-hmm. but andrew th- huberman has that podcast i think that talks about it yeah 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 he, he huberman did. has a really good like podcast there's about been it. so many it's so i hate the word fad but it's so like fatty now it's so trendish everyone's yeah. doing it yeah but i'm happy they're doing it regardless of the reason because i specifically to what you just said i think the big benefit is the conquering of that task mm-hmm. it's a i like to call it plugging into a battery because when you get out, you not only get that chemical reaction in your body that leaves you with a really elevated energy for the rest of the day. You just feel, feel so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it is matched by the fact that you know you conquered it. You, uh, you Microdosing do adversity. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really, yeah. Dude, that's what this shirt's all about, actually. But um, since we had you on the podcast, I actually started doing the contrast stuff. Um, Sick. It actually motivated me to finally replace our water heater because, like, it was kind of warm, but it wasn't that hot. Yeah. So now, like, I get in the cold tub, I jump out of there, and I jump straight into a super hot Which shower. Which cold tub do you have? Do you have, we the, have the plunge? Cold, we have the cold plunge, yeah. Yeah. yeah shout out to them. Huge thanks to them. because They're they, great. Yeah. They're a good company. Yeah, we've been working with them pretty much all year, and hopefully we can move on and um, keep working with them. But dude, it's so nice to get yeah. in there and, you know, I mean, you know, like it being automated, like not having to worry about it, like having the yeah. water filter itself and all that good stuff. But yeah, dude, uh, for my back and all the aches and pains that come with jujitsu and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a must. Dude. Yeah. No. It's a must. It 
people worry about like, oh, like you don't want the inflammation to go away after a training session and da da da. Yeah, yeah. Like, but one of those sessions is a little bit different because like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to walk later unless yeah. I get in this cold plunge, you know? And the goal behind every single individual training session is not how much muscle can I possibly push on? Right. That statement, what which is essentially the interference of hypertrophy caused by cold is the big objection people have to doing cold therapy mm -hmm. and their argument always goes like this okay if you do that whatever workout you just did is not going to yield the same amount of muscle density because a study once showed <laughs> that if a guy put his foot into an ice tub and the other foot stayed out immediately after doing legs this leg did better than this one with regards to protein synthesis i'm like okay Sure. So Maybe. Specific. Maybe. It's yeah. Yeah. And, and that and that thing has been written. And there's also the 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 reversal of you've heard of the what is it called? The the ice methodology that the rice R-I-C-E. Mm. The rice methodology was rest ice. It's been debunked. This guy had that protocol for so long and that was like all the athletes did it. They would go, they would work out and then afterwards they would ice. Mm -hmm. And the argument has been proven to be wrong now because you do need a certain level of infl inflammatory response to yield a muscle growth. So that has to happen. That is to say, you know, should you do the ice bath every single day after you're training? Probably not. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I don't. I do mine twice a week. But doing it twice a week versus not doing it twice a week, you are going to feel like shit if right. you do not do that if you are training consistently and if you're rolling on top of strength training mm -hmm. you're not going to have an option you're, you're not going to be able to keep going like that if you don't plug into that battery and while muscle growth may not i suppose may not be exactly the same as if you didn't implement ice tubs mm -hmm. your rest and recovery and the ability to just keep going that's more important in All my right. opinion yeah yeah absolutely how cold do you get yours 34 dude that's insane want to do it no, I don't actually. <laughs> my, my wife was like, "Oh, did you take your you know your shorts to jump in their thing in their their uh their ice bath?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't want to <laughs> do it that. on purpose." Oh, oh no, don't worry, we have one for you. Okay, yeah, I was like, "No, they'll, they'll got me covered." Either, right? <laughs> or I'll just jump in. Yeah, no. I've seriously thought about investing in bathing suits. The number of my clients that come here and I'm like, "All right, you need anything for the ice?" Oh, I'm not doing the ice. Yeah. Why? Oh, I didn't bring my shorts. I'm like, "What do you mean?" Like, well, you get the loner shorts that everyone has to wear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lots of sweaty balls in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so like I wasn't doing it because I, uh, what happened? So I, I ended up, I, I got a vasectomy cause I don't want any more kids. Word. Yeah. And so I couldn't submerge my sack in water because I, I thought for sure it would be better, but the doctor was like, no, don't do that. And then for what, like a, like six weeks or something, like you're not supposed yeah, to do vasectomies are weird. Um, I can't, are weird. it's just such an odd thing that humans do to ourselves. <laughs> But not pulling out feels great. So yeah, that, that was, the risk reward thing is yeah. definitely favoring the vasectomy. Yeah. So there was that, and then in Sacramento we got this ridiculous heat wave that we're not used to in Sacramento. So like sure. it was hitting like 115 degrees. It was like wild. Wow. But what happened was my my cold plunge would keep kicking on because the water was getting too hot. But like half of my house would shut down, and so what? So I'm like, okay, this is dumb. Like I need to shut this off, and then I got the vasectomy. So I, I was. I wasn't cold plunging for probably like three months total. Mm -hmm. So it was a long break, wow. right? Maybe it wasn't that long. Maybe it was two months. It wasn't, uh, whatever. It was a long period. And so I set it back up, especially because I started doing jujitsu again. Uh -huh. Or I started doing jujitsu. So I wanted to start cold plunging again. And it was still cooling down. And it was at like 65 degrees. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, it's not going to be that cold. But like, I just want to get in and you know go take a shower or whatever. Yeah. Dude. 
I was so upset because at 65 degrees, it was the coldest it had ever been. You kicked your ass, didn't it? <laughs> because I was not used to it. And yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on here? I felt like yeah. such a weenie. I was like, <gasps> like you know, when you can't breathe and you're like trying to calm down and you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it just took all my breath out of me. And I'm like, yeah. like come on, just hold it together. So I. That's why I don't set time limitations on my client. Or I okay, set yeah, a limitation, yeah. but I don't set an expectation. I don't okay. ever tell my client, they're like, how long do I have to do this? I'm like, that's that's the wrong question. Yeah. I'm going to make you get out of 10 minutes, but that's not how long you're going. You're going to go as long as you can calmly keep yourself in there and do the breath work that I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get he'll out. I'll tell of you, me. a 14 year old girl went in for 10 minutes and guilt trip you into oh, all 10 minutes. I will. Dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> women, by and large, of all the people that I ever yeah. cut through that, women do it for 10 minutes their first time twice as much as men so i i get in at 60 degrees and you know same thing i'm like shivering like literally like shivering to where like sometimes like my armpits will like splash water out you know it's, it's weird. i don't even know how <laughs> yeah, it does it I but i'm like gonna... my wife will get in and she's like and i'm like is this thing on like what what is happening <laughs> i'm like looking for i'm scrambling just for like, answers because i'm like can you like pretend i don't please? like this <laughs> you just make me feel more like a man and just pretend like Come on. Well, I mean, they women have a higher tolerance for pain. Women give birth to kids. We yeah. do not. Yeah. Yeah. Men are men are pussies. Yeah, we, <laughs> we just take big dumps and that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. And get vasectomies. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Don't do that. That's kind of a weird experience. But yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned you're doing jujitsu because you're you want to get your son into it. Yeah. I'm kind of in a similar situation. I have a four year old son. Sick. And I want to get into jujitsu. I want to get him into it. Any advice for a parent? So I, I'm going through. It right now so the one thing i didn't want to be and i didn't even know this was a, a thing but i guess there are parents that will go to their their kids competitions and they'll just like just blurt out the dumbest things like just get on top of them choke them da, da, da. oh yeah but oh, they yeah. have never once been on a mat before so i didn't want to i i didn't know that was a thing but now that i know of it i'd never want to be that yeah sure. so so just like with our fitness so like my son watches me or my wife work out every day so like if he were to come here, he would see a weight, he would, you know, whatever, like maybe a five pound uh, dumbbell, he would pick it up and start like uh, goblet squatting with it. You know, he's not even Same. two, but just because he understands like, oh, that's the thing to work out with. I'm going to go grab it and start working out. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do with jujitsu is just start bringing him to, you know, to rolls with me mm -hmm. um, just to have him watch, not even to be like, hey, you're going to come do this one day or whatever. Just get him. Um, uh, what's the word here? Uh, get them exposed to jujitsu mm -hmm. to where it's like, uh, so like even with our diet and nutrition and then now jujitsu, it's going to be weird if you don't do those things. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, something from my boy, Matt, uh, he runs Acton Academy, um, a, a bunch of other amazing programs for kids. Mm. But you, what he says is you normalize what you normalize. Yeah. So in our house, it's normal to not eat junk food. It's normal to work out every day. It's normal to do jujitsu. The things that are abnormal, eating junk food, mm -hmm. not working out, and not doing jujitsu. So yeah. for him, it's just gonna, Amen. Yeah, it's just gonna be one of those things where it's like, oh, like you you guys don't do jujitsu as a family? That's that's weird. That's abnormal. That's where I hate the I idea like behind like that's I hate the idea behind the dad bod. I don't like oh, people because that's everywhere. It's like it's like, well, I had kids. Yeah, that's no. it. And granted, this is coming from a person who doesn't have kids. I yeah. understand that, but I hate. I don't like that. I feel like just what you said. I feel like mm -hmm. whatever you said as the the curve. Yeah, that's what's expected. Yeah, you, you normalize the situation. You want to be normal. 
Yeah, you're absolutely. not. If you, if I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell. Even more than exercise, the diet thing pisses me off. What parents feed their kids it's because terrible. that is one hundred percent in your control. Absolutely. We go to my client's house. We're we're designing a gym for this person. I go to their client's house. I oh I open the fridge. I just happen to open the fridge. I see what's in there. They got three kids. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna say anything. You know I'm your trainer, so I'm thinking it with my eyes, but <laughs> what in the world are you feeding your kids? Jello packs? Like so stuff that I haven't seen since like I was a kid, and it's yeah. the same shit that we were served at schools, which is a totally different conversation, but mm -hmm. You with diet and exercise, but diet is so easy. I'm not gonna go to the store wide awake and purchase this. How hard is it to make that decision? Right. No, dude. I, it, I'm gonna come back to this when Brandon actually has kids, and like if he if he's feeding them liver, I won't have to say anything. But <laughs> yeah, be like get out of here, take this Jello pack. Yeah. <laughs> if if I see like a goldfish go to his child, I'm gonna look at him and just reference yep. a goldfish yeah, go just... to my child. You're probably the one who gave it to him. That's that's, <laughs> that's also fair. You're that's... not gonna believe what my uncle gave me. Dude, <laughs> benefit of being an uncle, he can yeah spoil him. It, it, but when that time comes, I'm sure you you understand what this is like. Like I legit feel like I am Captain America with the fucking shield blocking all the bad food because oh. dude like okay my son devours steak okay he fucking loves hamburger meat like uh -huh. he eats almost pretty much carnivore he there will have go. rice and he'll have like a, a couple like slices of toast every not well throughout a week he'll have a couple slices of toast not in one sitting sure. um uh you know in california we have in and out which is like my religion so like, oh we do too okay yes. cool yeah, we yes. got in and out <laughs> so my, my son can eat two flying dutchmen in one sitting like he is a monster okay and i'm so proud of him for being able to do that yeah but when family comes around and like whether it's a birthday or something thanksgiving th there's sweets you know flowing around mm -hmm. oh let's just see what he does like nope he's not having that like maybe when he's older we can give him some sweets when he it's like a conscious decision and also when he understands what's going on yeah like right now he's just going to get electrified by whatever the fuck that sugar thing is like he's not going to under <laughs> he's not even going to understand it he's like dude what is happening right now like all i know is i want more where yeah. where where'd you get that <laughs> yeah and yeah. i can't go to sleep yeah. exactly yeah i'm fucking running on the ceiling um and no, there that's... there are some like I don't know whether there's studies or just research that has been done where like your fat cells are still developing. So like he can acquire more fat cells right now if we feed him junk food. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I have read that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I think BioLane did something on that. Okay. About, about developing youth and how you put on more. Yeah. Because your body is literally learning where to accumulate and where they're going to go. Your cells right. don't disappear. Right. They shrink or they grow. Yeah. And when you're youthful, it's much more prone to, to growth, which mm -hmm. is why you see, obese 10 year olds you're like how in the world did that happen it took yeah. the mom 30 years to get obese mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. she probably wasn't being fed at that age what that kid is yeah she's obese so she's handed her kid yeah. stuff she eats now yeah she didn't try hard enough like the kid is <laughs> like dude it, it sucks and so what, what's what's a bummer or, i mean it's actually a really good thing i'm sure you experienced this too it's like if i start eating something that i shouldn't be and he comes up to me and he's like he points at it because like he wants it like no you can't have it like oh why <laughs> Why can why can dad have it but like <laughs> but you can't have it like uh -huh. I shouldn't be eating it either. Yeah. And then whether it is like at a restaurant or something and he's crying for something, it's super easy to just all right, you shut up to here, take it. But who who am I if I do that, who am I doing that for? Am I doing it for him? Like, well, sure, okay, he's gonna enjoy it maybe. But I'm actually doing it for myself because I don't wanna have to not eat this dessert and I don't wanna have to deal with him crying. 
and right. explain to him why he doesn't get it. I don't want to. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's so instead of doing that, I either don't have it or I, you know, yeah, it's usually the case is I don't have it. And like me and him, like we'll go for a walk. So like that's what I have to do in order to keep him from eating like bad food. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's it's getting better because, you know, in-laws and my parents are starting to understand like, OK, he doesn't eat that. I'm like, yeah. yeah, don't worry. He's going to be able to have soda and dessert when he's like 25 years old. <laughs> like, no big deal. I'm like, but right now, before he's two, he's just not going to have it. Like, let's just wait a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. Far too young. Just no, Way no, no. too young. You're, you know what I mean? And we, I feel like it's worse as kids. Parents, feed, because there's this misunderstood argument out there that no their their metabolism is super fast we'll just we can give him junk food like yeah. who cares if his teeth rot out he's gonna lose those teeth anyway who cares if he eats that stuff you're gonna you're not gonna gain a pound that's terrible no. that's terrible unless you're forming habits yeah you're forming it, terrible habits i think yeah. it's more difficult than that though because like even if you go to a place where you think you're getting health food you really have to either be a, a registered dietitian or you have to really understand what's on the label and 100%. what's in the food because man it's there there's a lot of stuff that you there's a lot of sugars in food that you wouldn't even realize yeah seed oils sugar. are everywhere seed oils are in everything shout yeah. out to paul Salad for his yeah. stuff dr p that that is the biggest thing he changed in my life mm-hmm. was i mean my understanding you can't go anywhere now you yeah. literally and thanks for ruining it all he did the you, chick-fil-a one the yeah, other day i saw that he yeah. went to Chick-fil-A. that was hard to hear everything at chick-fil-a uh, bad it's terrible yeah. they do it with peanut oil they do it with canola oil for the, and that was even worse. He's like, "What about the grilled chicken one? That's your healthy one. Do you do peanut oil?" He's like, "No, we do canola." He's like, uh, "You know that's worse, right?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, but what are you gonna do?" Yeah. <laughs> On the the little like a uh, fry tray at In and Out, it says cooked in sunflower seed oil. Uh-huh. And I remember, I think I I, tw- I uh, posted on my story. I'm just like, "Hey, smart people, is this good or bad?" And I think <laughs> I, I think he was one of the first ones that responded. Like any. He, he had a bunch of information. I'm like, sure. so is that good or bad? He's like, it's terrible. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, this was a long time ago. This was like, all, all he had like 2,000 followers. So it was forever ago, yeah. you know? So it was a while back. Olive oil is really the only one he, he's, way, he's yeah. given. He did extend. He extended an olive branch to olive oil, yeah. saying <laughs> that it is of the seed family, your most user-friendly option. But still far behind ghee and, and mm-hmm. other animal based. Yeah. Who knew? We were who else was lied to about butter? Like we were like, don't ever eat butter. You're gonna get. We fat. were lied to about cholesterol, dude. <laughs> all of it, yeah. All of it. It's cooking a, with margarine it, and that shit. It, like it was the sugar. It was basically. Yeah. It was the sugar industry. I can't believe it's not butter. That's because it's not butter. Yeah, yeah. I got I got caught up in the uh, like the the zero fat like trendy thing to do, yep. like with bodybuilding yep. and stuff. Because I'm like, oh, let me. Track, track my macros and I'm like oh wow if I just go fat ever. free I can save so many calories like let me just do this <laughs> and then it's like dude I'm farting all the time like my stomach hurts I'm bloated like I have- yeah I get to have fun with this food but like I get hungry really fast afterwards. So. I think the carnivore diet's super fun. Yeah. I don't think it's boring at all. Yeah. It, it can be for sure. Yeah. Get, I mean yeah you gotta give up a lot of the Obviously, if you're eating carnivore, you understood that you had to give up bread and pastas long ago. That's probably not even in your peripheral. You, 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 but if you are taking it seriously, giving up veggies, or at least I, I, I'll be honest, I still have a handful of onions with liver. I just dare you. How dare I? But are they grilled onions? Like how do you, how do you prepare it? I I prepare everything pan in ghee. doesn't seem like you're very dedicated. It just, (laughs) yeah. 
it's it's i just like it i well, think those it's onions delicious. are trying to kill you bro They're trying to slowly decay my gains he man. has a very interesting timeline of his how his nutrition's evolved over time oh absolutely and oh i caught on to it way late <laughs> <laughs> he was doing chipotle yeah. All the time. Yeah. Didn't we run the numbers? And how many Chipotle? A how many, lot of this, he like was the Jared. He was the Jared of <laughs> Nice. And then we got him on the Dolce diet because me and him did a shred once. Uh-huh. Nice. He didn't stop doing the Dolce diet for what a year and a half. At least a year and a half. About and that a year was, and a half. that's good stuff, dude. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. For for a shred, it is. But the Dolce diet is not. The Dolce diet has grapeseed oil. The Dolce diet has veggies. Uh, it's got um. It's got uh, yeah. I thought it was spinach. It's got like oatmeal. More no. whole foods, right? I thought that's what it was. It may have shifted since I last ran it. Uh. But the the one I had, it had it had oatmeal. It had um, 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 onions, tomatoes, spinach, grapeseed oil, uh, flaxseed oil. So you had two seed oil-based products in that that were part of his book. I'm going off okay. his Dolce. He may have come up with something else. I don't know. Yeah. But and we have to, I think, put it into context. It's for an active shred, so it's for like it was for like UFC fighters getting ready to weight cut cutting weight and, stuff, and yeah. then still be able to work out during that time. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of things that just like completely. But, I, but if I somebody's think... implementing any kind of like flax and stuff, yeah, yeah. It's not a good idea. It's not a it's it's not a good. I don't think it's a good meal plan for either a cut or a sustainable meal plan. Yeah, I just don't think it's the best. I think you could cut and carve out carnivore and get to the exact same spot. If you dial in what you're eating to the stuff you know you're supposed to eat for long term and you want to cut, just chip away at your portion size yeah. each meal by meal. That'll get you to a cut. You know how much you're eating. We all do. If you're actually that if you've gotten to the point where you're dialed in enough to know what exactly it is you're eating and you've cut out seed oils and you've cut out veggies and all that stuff is happening, mm-hmm. you know how much you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I like I, I focus on two meals a day. So like I have a gigantic breakfast. So I'll eat ten eggs every morning. Holy damn! Yeah, every day it's good it's for you. Free. Well, except for uh, today because I wasn't at home. That's but um, I know. Well, actually, no, I haven't really eaten since. Uh, we got to get something after this. I'm yeah. hungry. Like, okay, I'd dude, love I'm... to do a lift, but I am seriously starving. I'm so down. I haven't eaten since uh, breakfast yesterday, so I'm good. <laughs> I thought yeah. I was hungry. Oh my damn, god! Man. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, but see, well, okay. So one, I, I've gotten comfortable with being a little bit of hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, like just because you get that that hunger feeling doesn't mean like, oh, fuck, I gotta go. I gotta run to Chipotle right now. You know, yeah. like you yeah, can yeah, yeah. kind of chill out. Um, so what I what what I do is I'll eat ten eggs and four, four slices of toast every morning for breakfast, and that fuels my entire day. Now, previously, I used to just fast the entire day and then eat like a, like a like two dinners, you know. So it'd be like four to five hours of straight eating, and it was fantastic. Right. Yeah. But during the day, I would get hungry, and I'd be like, I can't wait to get home, or like it would kind of take a little bit of my focus away from productivity, because that's why this whole thing started. Was like, I don't. I, although I do kind of enjoy like the uh, the dedication of having Tupperware and stuff, like I I dig that because I'm such a nerd for bodybuilding. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's do this chicken and rice and like barbecue sauce and you know <laughs> be angry as you eat it, but it's for the you know I'm eating for the results, not <laughs> for the, the gains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I although I do dig that, I didn't like that I would stop my work to go heat up more food, eat, and then come back and then go you know back and forth. Like it just you're exactly what I was doing. It's exactly. such a bummer. Do you remember when I used to eat like that? Now, like incessantly eat yeah. like, every yes. two hours. Every two hours is what you were told if you were a bodybuilder. Right. Eat every two hours, it's got to be a small portion over the whole day, and you cannot stop. <laughs> yes. And like, that's what I did. Food, bathroom, food, bathroom. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. Oh, the, 
<laughs> that situation would not work with that bathroom size. I'd have been in there. It would not have worked with the old regimen. Nor would a job. Job gets in the way of yeah, your yeah. shitting and eating. It's like, uh, it has yeah. work somewhere in this equation. Yeah, get some work done. So, uh, so I, again, productivity. So I would just fast, but I would think about it. So now what I do is I eat the 10 eggs, and that fuels my entire day. Like, I don't even think about food. Mm-hmm. Because it is quite a bit. You know, right after, I'm like, ooh, I'm pretty stuffed. But I look forward to it every day. Yeah. And then when you talk about like, you know, the, the healthy protein and healthy fats and, you know, cholesterol, like whatever your opinion is on that, mm-hmm. I think we all are, are in agreement. Like, yeah. you don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it feels great. And then at the end of the day, I just eat one or two big ass steaks. And like, yeah. that's really my entire day. That's, that sounds ste- great. Steak and eggs yeah. is not a bad regimen and if you're going for that. Yeah. And although maybe it's not as exciting as like a, a like a, a pizza made with fat-free cheese and turkey, pepperoni. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, that is enjoyable. It's fun to do that. Uh huh. Um, because like, like, dude, I get to eat. <laughs> like, what? I get to eat pizza and it's all under 800 calories, and you know, I get. Oh, to, I know. I the get calorie to, thing is so annoying. I get to drink, you know, uh, you know, root beer zero, and this all fits in my diet. This is great. But the truth is, like, I just feel better now. You know, eating the higher fat foods because I'm not. Oh yeah. I'm not eating the the low fat meal and then within five minutes wondering hmm, what am I going to eat? You know, like do you implement fruit the way that the hardcore uh, carnivore guys do now? I mean, do you have you made that a part of your? Yeah, yeah. So like, what I'll do is like I'll pack like a bag of like a, like a, a banana or two and then like some like an apple or two and then like a lot of blueberries. I've been focusing a lot on blueberries. Love oh, blueberries. Yeah, dude. They're yes. dude. They're portable. They're like you don't have to put them in the fridge. Like they're legit, dude. Like that's like a really good hack. So I I will eat those from time to time if mm-hmm. I have them, and sometimes I'll bring them with me to the you know, to the podcast, and like I'll forget that they're even there. Yeah, and then I'll remember like, oh hell yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> I get all fired up and I eat those. And the the reason for the fruit though was because after doing jujitsu, I'm just so depleted. Like mm-hmm. I'm oh yeah, I'm trying to eat up as much as I can, and I just I can't keep up because like the the calorie burn in the morning, and then trying to fuel the rest of the day is like it caught up to me pretty quickly because yeah. I was like I'm not gonna stop lifting I'm gonna do jujitsu and then every other day that I that I don't do because I'll do Monday Wednesday Friday uh, jujitsu so Tuesday Thursday Saturday was my lifting days uh, come that first Friday Mark was like dude uh, you're you got a little jaundice going on here you're turning yellow and I'm like what and he's like you don't look healthy <laughs> I'm like oh shit he's like you need to eat and I'm like Okay. And I'm like, that's why I feel like I'm about to collapse right now. You know, <laughs> I was literally wearing it on my face that I was so depleted. So that, yeah. So he, he was the one that was like, dude, start just leaning on fruit because it's super easy. Oh yeah. You can pack mm-hmm. them and they taste good. And you know, you're still going to, you know, be able to get some energy from it while get not the glycogen yeah. and get the energy yes. from that. Yes. And that's the big misconception. People think you need carbohydrates. You need glycogen. That okay. will give you yeah, the yeah, energy. Yeah. yeah gotcha. it, it replaces it in a sense. And that's what, you must have that. Yeah. Fa- favorite pre-workout banana. Just mm-hmm. eat a banana before a workout. It's awesome. Favorite pre-workout is probably for me. I like blackberries and honey. Okay. I like, and if okay. I and if I want something a little bit more, I'll take blackberries and honey and I'll put it in a Greek yogurt. So you get Ooh. a Greek yogurt, you stuff it with blackberries, and then you put honey on top. Dude, that's a filling yeah. ass snack. Hell yeah. On that note, we got to get something to eat. Andrew, where Sounds can people good. find you? Yeah, dude. Oh, well, so everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you guys again for yeah, this bro. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah man. So, like I've been you know, re- reiterating on the podcast so much is that, like, you know, I am a part of a much bigger thing. You know, so I'm 
my my main host is Mark Bell. My co-host is Nsima Eang, and then there's myself that's producing and co-hosting in the back. Um, so we have this really cool platform. Brandon's been on it. Um, it it's just, we have a blast. We learn from just the top people in in every field, not just the fitness industry, not just like diet people. Like we talk to doctors. We have Andrew Huberman on a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Greg Doucette on. Like we've had a bunch of people that are just you know they're out in the world. They're doing their thing, and we get to to learn from them you know, pick and choose what we want and, you know, leave the rest there and then, you know, put it all together. So that's Mark Bell's power project. We're all over the place. Instagram, YouTube is at, so at MB power project on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And then of course, uh, youtube.com slash, I think it's Mark Bell's power project. Uh, again, iTunes all over the place. And then me personally, I'm at, I am Andrew Z on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Although I don't really mess with TikTok, but I probably should. You should. Yeah, I know. It's just one of those things. It's like, it's not even on my phone anymore. Cause I started like reading on like, like, Oh, like Joe Rogan <laughs> just read all the like terms and conditions. So yeah. like I got a little freaked out. Oh, he's hundred percent right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not really messing with that platform, but Twitter's a lot of fun. Cause I, you know, talk shit about sports and then, you know, Instagram is like the main thing, although I haven't been very active on it lately just because the podcast has been running so well that like i'm just putting all my attention into that yeah yeah Yeah, youtube 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 would probably be the best and funnest place to follow the podcast outstanding because we put a bunch of clips on there and you know the the full-length episodes and make sure you guys go back check out brandon's episode and you know have a lot of fun with that so again appreciate you guys so much thank you eli dude you guys are really cool i really really appreciate this opportunity us too bro thanks for coming on thank Thank you. you thank you